0: This podcast is brought to you by the Amateurs Fantasy Sports Network.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs podcast. It is Mark here with Rob and Ryan. And Ryan, you sound a little bit uh, puffed out, mate. Is that from taking your victory lap on on Josh Curran or?
2: (laughs) Yeah, mate, no, no it's... uh... Oh, mate, occasionally, uh, occasionally we get one right here. Um, yeah, I, I don't actually remember what I said on the podcast, but I know I've been uh, hammering it to you, at least offline, if I haven't said on the podcast, that I I wasn't too keen on Josh Curran. I thought he would be on the bench. And, well, if this uh, tri- if trial team list is anything to go by, yeah, it's panic yeah. stations for about 40% of coaches.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the Josh Curran, Liam Knight, uh, fan club. They're all in the bin. Liam Knight, obviously not even named. We'll get back to there. But it's, uh, you know, obviously, one thing with uh, fantasy, Rob, is, is no matter how much planning you do between, like, the 15th of December and the middle to end of February, there's always a couple of curveballs, and it's uh, it's important to stay water.
0: Yeah, I think the trick is to, to kind of think about what you've been doing in that time so that when the, when you do get the curve balls and and it's usually around the cheapies, isn't it? Like you've still got the key, you know, 80% of your team is probably sorted, but it's the, it's thinking about why you've got those players and not just throwing out your whole team um, and throwing out the baby with the bathwater, if you will. Um, It's just, yeah, uh, it's tough. It's tough. And there is always an argument for not opening the app until, um the first of march um because but but (laughs) it's it's because there there is always just these um these curveballs and especially the cheapies i'm sure we'll get to them Mm. um we could see a world where we don't have any of the cheapies that we had all had in our teams since the app opened basically so
3: it's
0: fun 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 fun
1: I always find it's a good idea to go through... You know, they have, like, the seven stages of grief where they have, like, you know, anger, acceptance, bargaining, whatever. I feel like it's important to go through the stages of building your fantasy team in the preseason as well. And I think if you left it too late, you'd end up maybe uh, accidentally finding yourself in the Oasis period come kickoff. So...
0: (laughs) I think that's right. I think nothing around the guns and the kind of cut price guns that we want has changed. Um, it's just, it's. I suppose it's your team composition, isn't it? That changes um, depending mm. on who you can fit. So you might have to make some concessions. But thankfully, we've had a thousand different draft teams to date. So I'm sure one of them would have worked. Um, so just go yeah. with that.
1: No, exactly right. I mean, if all else fails, hit the clear button and start again. Hopefully we can sort of guide you on the right path. And, you know, we've had as many positive impacts as what we've had negative impacts. So uh, we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we're going to go through today, we're going to have a look at the team list, sort of discuss, kick around any fantasy-relevant things. There's probably five teams that have named teams that are just basically completely relevant to what we're doing. Uh, so we'll obviously loosely go over them. We'll do the other ones, have a little bit of a look at what ones... W- Maybe what changes uh, or what announcements we think are sticky, and one which ones we think are not sticky. Um, you know, not Ricky Stewart, just uh, likely to to stick through TLT, and uh, and then we'll we'll finish out with some uh, some hot, hot takes for the season. It might be might be fantasy related, might just be NRL related. Uh, we've famously got a couple of hot takes correct on the uh, on the podcast in past years. I was one year early on the eels demise. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's it's, it's lot, lots of stuff there. If, if nothing else, hopefully it'll be a bit of a laugh. So, uh, boys, first game of the trials is going to be the Friday night first game, Rabidos versus Roosters. Obviously, these are two teams playing in Vegas, both running out very uh, undermanned, what looks like reserve-grade teams. The only names in my mind that look familiar is Braden Burns, a fullback for the Rabidos. Obviously, he's way off the first-grade team by the look of that. And uh, Dylan Napa for prop, at prop for the uh, the Roosters. But, I mean, there's nothing fantasy relevant here. It's probably more a case of if you have players named in the Rabbitohs, Roosters, Manly or Broncos team this week, that's a very bad sign, Ryan. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. If, uh, if you had anyone in either of those four teams and they've been named this week, you can safely remove them, I think. It's a good sign that they're not going overseas.
1: Yeah. Good sign they're not going overseas. Well, considering they're already on the plane, but probably a good sign is that they're so far away from the squad; uh, they're going to need a massive injury uh, crisis to to be named. So most of these teams are taking sort of twenty-two players or something like that. So you really want to be inside that group. Um, this next game, though, is obviously a lot more fantasy relevant. The Sharkies name a team that very much looks like a team that'll be named on TLT. Obviously, no Dalvin Uken, no Brandon Hamlin Uele, but outside of that, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Oregon Kafusi starts prop. Uh, Royce Hunt, also named it prop Cam McInnes named it lock the, I guess the the trap Rob that we might fall into here is uh, uh, Obviously We discussed the idea potentially of McInnes being named at prop and, at, at lock and, and Finucane moving to prop To sort of squeeze more minutes for him But I mean I think that's I, I, I certainly am not going to be relying on McInnes being named on TLT But if he was Going to be named there Rob I don't know I think we discussed it maybe with Stuart when you weren't on the episode. Um, what yeah, do you think about right. McInnis if if he's named at lock for TLT? What What's your, your vibes?
0: I like him at lock. I just think he didn't play enough minutes last year. Um, and he's really, really good. And he's, but it's, yeah, I think if, if he's at lock, we've got to think about it, don't we? But it is just a trap with no Finucane there at all, isn't it? Um
1: Yeah. So let's say TLT rolls around in two weeks from now. Fanukin's named it prop. Um, the bench sort of looks similar. Let's say let's say the bench is is the same except you know Vanuken's named it prop and and Oregon Gaffusi's just completely out and Hamlin Uele's well, in on the bench for Jack Williams or something like that. McInnes is named at lock uh, just to set the table here when he plays between fifty and seventy nine minutes at lock, so it's not an eighty minute game just picking out a, a sort of a fair sample. Average uh, since 2020, since the introduction of PVL ball, is 60 minutes for 58.4 points. Uh, he's currently priced at 51. So I think at that point he'd be a legit maybe, you know, vice-captain option even.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they've got a pretty nice schedule as well, the Sharks, to start the season. So um I don't know if that really matters for him because he's just going to be getting through a lot of work, isn't he? Um, In the middle, but yeah, I think that's, that's a good option. We've been looking for someone to replace, uh, you know, Haas, who's possibly not a buy, is he? So um, looking at vice captain options. There's lots that we could look yeah. at. Um, we might have another one from the Eels later on. We might discuss him, but uh, we'll wait and yeah. see.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the other one I want to keep an eye on Ryan. I know he's, like not named to start here. Jesse Colquhoun obviously hi- highlighted him. He looks to be the first choice edgeback roller if there's an injury to Nick Gora or uh, Teague Wilton. So maybe just put it in your black book, do you think?
2: Yeah, straight in the black book. Hopefully he will be a nice uh, cash cow at some point in the season. it be nice, a little gift once all, all our uh, starters start to peak
1: after you know six yeah.
2: rounds or so. That'll be good. Yeah.
1: Nice little 286k mid would pick up an edge duel in that event and uh, could be a nice little mover and shaker there. But uh, probably the, Ryan, probably the number one most interesting TLT team here is the Bulldogs. Uh, Blake Wilson named on the wing, but I think that's just Caraz carrying an injury of some description. I know there's been a, a hub of activity in our group chat associated with our Facebook group, not our group chat, but the fantasy the, amateurs group chat which you can go in and join if you're interested in chatting there. It's pretty much a message every 30 seconds for eternity in there. So if you want to have a chat about (laughs) footy, that's that's the place to go. Um, And uh, so obviously uh, there's a lot of people in there really high on Karaz. I don't really understand where that's come from. Uh, They were talking about if he gets named at center, but the thing with the Bulldogs is they've got 1,000 options at center. Uh, He's one of their two best wingers. He's going to be named on the wing, assuming he's fit. Um, Rob's just dropped his microphone, uh, but uh, <laughs> but my, uh, the back line that much more interesting for me is that people have been interested in Blake, Blake Taff avoiding him, but Bronson Sherry really nice show out in the uh, in the trial and and his name there again over you know the likes of Connor Tracy and uh, and you know the aforementioned Garaz Ryan. If he's named there in round one, is he somebody that you would have a poke at at 450k? Uh, you know, low 30s break even, or are there just too many like other center options now, which sounds weird to say.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, I think he's one. I'm probably going to keep my bat straight and let him through to the keeper um, in in that regard, mainly just because we don't really know what to expect. Like if you want to take that punt with him, you know, be my guest, it just, you know, we haven't seen him on the field since when uh, 2019 was when he uh, last played. So it, and it's it's hard to draw too many conclusions from a trial game. Like I, I, it's you can get the wall pulled over your eyes sometimes, where like someone flashes in the preseason, and all of a sudden you think you have got yourself a slam dunk. But then you know the the actual season rolls around, and they're, they're nothing like what they showed against uh, some reserve graders um, in February. So. Yeah, at 450K, I'm probably going to let it through. That said, um, you know, always be water. We, we like to uh, keep a little bit of money in our bank to start. Maybe there's a round one injury and Sherry looks the goods in round one. We can pivot early on, but I think for round one, I'm happy to let him go. One for the risk takers.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, when you're looking at a similar, likely to get similar production from, uh, a, uh, you know, Seb Crease or something like that, that's 55k cheaper or, you know, you go up to, uh, you know, you, you're an Aiken or something that's a lot safer, you know, mid to high forties, low fifties potentially. So yeah, probably, probably not that there to go, but definitely highlighting that moving through. Uh, we got a, a message from someone in Instagram earlier in the week telling us that uh, he was of the opinion that we were wrong about Hutchinson and that uh, Toby Sexton was going to be named in the halves. I wonder if he still feels this way now, obviously with Hutchinson being named in this trial again in what looks to be a, a very round one looking team. And Rob, your wheels up on the Hutch
0: train? Yeah, I thought he was pretty promising. And I, I don't know if he made he played the full game. I think he came off slightly early, but he looks really good. Um, they looked really good going right and... Um, yeah, I, I just think he's an interesting guy. We've talked to him, uh, about him a lot in terms of if he does get that job, his base is really good. Um, he might be pushing the top side of 30 um, with, with his scoring. So I think with, with the halves, um, sometimes you just get someone like that that's going to make pretty consistent money and you just need to jump on, even if it's not the sexiest pick of all time. I think he looked good enough and he doesn't have to do that much to make money, so... Fire up, mm. get in the hatch.
1: Yeah, I think he's gonna be maybe closer to low forties and high thirties, personally.
0: Yeah, um, I think so I'd, too. I'm just I'm just um setting my expectations for myself.
1: Yep, yeah, Now, nah, fair enough. You know what, who, you know, I know you're saying he's not a sexy pick, but he does actually remind me a little bit of an actor. And I'll tell you which actor it is. It's the guy in um uh what's the Tom Hanks bloody uh what's it called? Forrest movie. No, the religious movie. Um,
0: Cast Away. Da Vinci, the, da
1: Vinci, the Da Vinci Code. The
0: Da Vinci Code.
1: Um, he looks a little bit like the dude who is the, like, devout. Uh,
0: oh, I know who you mean. Um, yeah,
1: the photo on, you know, you know, he's he's in a couple of other movies as well. Uh, I don't know the name of the actor, but
0: yeah, he, he, looks,
1: he looks a lot like him. That albino be Pete. no dude.
0: Paul Bissman, yeah. is it?
1: Yeah, that's him, Paul Bettany. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's from yeah, Marvel. He's as well, a, eh?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He plays uh, Vision in in Avengers. Yes,
0: Vision, hmm. and he's also in a Night's Tale, which is critically. Oh, underrated. what a movie! Oh, that what guy, mo- no, Tale. No, that is.
1: Yeah. That is not critically underrated. That is correctly rated. That is an awesome movie. Anyone no, I think I think it's I
0: think it's phenomenal, and I think it's been underrated over time. Okay. Um. Right. By everyone else.
1: Yeah, but no, he's got a bit of the Paul Bettany's about him.
0: He does. That's yeah, it's
1: a good shout. It's a really good shout. Yeah. No, I see it. Yep. No. Okay. Moving into the forward pack. Movie chats with Mark Ryan and Rob. Um, <laughs> moving into the forward pack. Farmer silly from the clouds. Uh, he has taken Liam Knight's lunch money. He's going to be named at prop in this trial. Liam Knight, nowhere to be seen. Uh, evidently, uh, three drops uh, in the game was enough to see him drop from the team. Um but still uh, not in the app yet. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have to see what happens there. Assume they'll pick him up. But uh, Jamin Salmon also named at lock with uh, Sam Hughes and Curran both named on the bench. Obviously Sam Hughes on the bench is fine. Uh, just means he's a uh, nineteen twenty rather than a eighteen seventeen type. You know on the roster. Um, but Jamin Salmon Ryan is is one that sort of come from the clouds a little bit. Two hundred eighty nine k. 21 break even, 4.4%. I have to imagine that's going to go up a lot. Uh, you know, wheels, wheels up, silly salmon season.
2: Yeah, <laughs> silly salmon season. I like it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's. I think it's got to be wheels up at that price. You'll get the jewel as well. Um, I think, like, he was obviously named to start there last week. I think a lot of us maybe just assumed it would either be um, Josh Curran or Kurt Mann's job to walk back into. And no, he's named there again mm-hmm. with those two both on the bench. Um, he, he looked pretty good, to be honest, in the trial. Like, he was uh, doing that linking role. Um, yeah, I mean, at that price, it's hard to say no, really. Like, he he doesn't need to do much to, to make money. He doesn't need to play particularly big minutes either. Um, you know, like mm. for a starting lock, you'd assume at least 45 to 50, and I think that'll be plenty with a break-even at 21.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the larger question is, do you trust him in your seventeen on a weekly basis?
2: Uh, probably not on a weekly basis, but I think round one, uh, I think it's
0: fine early in the season. Mm.
1: Yep, you definitely put him in your loop slot. Yeah, sure. you
0: can loop. We're definitely going to have a tiger or Seb Chris, aren't we? So,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I'm. I think I'm going to just start him. And maybe look to turn some of my, like, that's where, like, depending, you know, last year how we, like, didn't think we were going to get that many chibis and then we just got a mountain of them. That's where, like, you take your, you know, Tavita Tuttolas and Reese Robsons of the world and you turn them into the Cameron Murrays and Harry Grants of the world at that point, I think, is the way to go. Mm. You know, you pick... You guys are you're like, you're like, oh, pretty close to the value or whatever. You go and you move them to an underpriced gun. You take those cheaper cashies and, and let them sort of generate the money for you, I think it's the, the way to attack it. But uh, I, sh- I assume we'll explore that more when we get the, the more breadth of the, the teams. Uh, obviously, you know, there's going to be some strategy around how much money you want to keep in the bank with this uh, split TLT as well, which we'll probably maybe discuss as its own item. Uh, obviously, Josh Curran is the big worry here. Uh, he is currently in forty-two point six percent of teams. Five hundred and one k named on the bench. Big concerns. Red flag. The uh, the siren. The uh, you know it's time to get in the bomb shelter. Robbie, are you are you hundred percent out? I know Ryan's been out before this. But are you 100% acting out or you think there's a chance he's still going to be named in the starting team come TLT round one?
0: It's just a really confusing team team list for me because Mann, Curran, Morin are all middle forwards. Is that right? Theoretically, and Hughes. It's, I wonder if Curran's role is more like at the Warriors where he's just an edge back row cover, like impact guy, um, which you know he did quite a good job at. Um, last year for the Warriors, but it's certainly not fantasy relevant, and it's certainly not a starting yeah. block. So it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if he was like a twenty-minute middle, twenty-minute edge, like spell kick out for a bit. Yeah, he is good at that. Like that is probably his best yeah. position. Um, like for yeah. NRL, it's just I didn't, I didn't, I thought that they would need um him in the middle just to cover. But if um Masuili, how do I say that? Farmer oh, Silly, pharma. Pharma Silly, yeah. Um, is there? And honestly, I thought he was just a reserve grader. Like he's one of those guys that got le- um, loaned out to the Warriors when we didn't couldn't field enough players um, in 2020. That's the last time mm-hmm. I remember him being relevant. So, look, if he's got that job, is there anyone else that we're missing? Is it Sutton? He's injured, but
1: oh, but he couldn't make it into the team last year, though. That's, that's the thing. It. Like that's it. You know, so maybe that's, that's just what, his just role. what we've been saying. Maybe there that's is a just there's a role. Yeah, there's definitely a scope for somebody to come in and, and earn a role here. Depending on what price Farmer Silly starts at, uh, looks like he played... Uh, how many games did he play Not last many. year? Not many. He was at the Dolphins last year. Four games for 21.8 and 29 minutes. Uh, but, I mean, so if he comes in at 22, which is like 300K or something like that, I probably will have less interest just given we've got salmon there. And there's, you know, it seems to be enough cheapies. But yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. It's more like a kick in the guts for everyone that was relying on Liam Knight. But uh, shout out to uh, Talking League uh, on their Sunday night, Monday morning episode, uh, creditors for pointing out the fact that you probably shouldn't be starting with Josh Curran, Sam Hughes, and Liam Knight all in one team uh, because they're all relying on the same. You know the same info, which is oh they got no middles, we got to, got to jump on the, the dogs middles. But if it's if you're taking all of them, that's not they're not all going to get the upside. So it seems like we're all now just on Hughes, which is probably how it should have been the whole time. So sh- shout out to them for picking that up before this before this team list, and I think that's probably just affirmed uh, affirmed what we're all thinking here. So that's probably it for this team. I have like a loose fleeting interest in Kikau as well, to, if I'm being just completely honest. Uh, there's just there's so many other really good edges that any any other year I'd be looking at him, but just not this year. I just want to put that. I was going to say, is is
2: Mark about to play some baseball here? Not the keeping the straight bat. He's about to flare at no. one like Joe Root, flip one over the keeper's. Oh
1: front. no, mate! No, mate! I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get out for 150 chasing 600. That's for sure. So <laughs> no, no basketball no baseball for me. I'm in the long game. I'm here. I'm here to you know work the singles.
2: <laughs> not not a moral uh, <laughs> victor. That's for sure.
1: No I'm not here for the moral victories unless unless you're talking about you know I was playing pool against my dad over over the weekend at his place and he put it put the uh the black ball in you know put the eight in and I decided to declare to him that I was going to take a moral victory, but we should put it back on the table and keep going <laughs> so that, that's the only tape that's the only time I'll go for the moral victory
2: okay good
3: yeah.
1: Um, okay, moving on to the next game, the Storm up against the Knights. We got a bit of an early tip off from good friend of the show about the Knights team. It was identical to this one, which was good. Um, Dylan Lucas and Pierce Paul. The big news here: cutting first, they're probably going to uh, steal minutes of each other. There's, there's, there's definitely there's some Adam Elliott vibes floating around, and I just think he's like a poor man's Ruben Cotter but more expensive, and I don't I, I don't want to go there, but I understand we sort of discussed it. It's actually ch- slightly cheaper. Um, I, 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 we dis- we sort of discussed it, and, and I, I understand where everybody's coming from. I just I can't get there, but I, I get it. Has uh, anyone, have you guys, you know, with the advent of an edge back rower in the bench and uh, a Jack Cogger, uh, obviously Braley's going to come in, push Crossland to the bench more than likely, Um, Does that sort of have any interest in Elliot? We've got the same opinions we've had. I I sort of haven't moved. I
2: mean, yeah, look, I I, I don't mind Adam Elliot. I certainly wouldn't talk anyone out of uh, starting with him if you wanted to. Um, I just, with the, like, other, uh, sorry, middles we've got, like, you know, Satili Tupanur, assuming he starts Tola, Jamin Salmon, once he eventually gets dual, it's just... I don't know. It, it leaves me, you either have to go Elliott or Cotter. I don't think you can squeeze in both. And uh, maybe Elliott's the better overall play. If you want to go for the, uh, you know, if you're an overall player, you want to go for Elliot over Cotter, maybe that's the go considering he plays 13 and 19, although you probably don't want him in your team come around 19. Uh, but, like, as a head-to-head player for Cotter for me, like, no buys before um, Origin. I think that's the way I'm going to go.
1: Yep. Good. Rob, do you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I do. Their buy is round 12, is that right? So it's just... Yep. So it's... Yeah, it's just an overall play because you get 13 at least.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's probably actually the ideal buy round 12, to be completely honest, because, you know, you know they're going to more than likely be fit for 13 or they're not in a way. Like, you should know at the end of round 11 and be able to sort of... You've got an extra week to manoeuvre Um. Yeah. And, and, you know...
0: That's something we were talking about with Stu as well, is not going too early on your, you know, 13, 16, 19 um, mm-hmm. planning because you know what can happen if they've got an extra game and you get them early, they can get hurt or get an HIA and then you have to bring someone else in for 13 anyway. So I think that's right. Be water. Yep, be water.
1: I love it. I think I might just get that tattooed on my forearm or something like that with like a Caelan ponger style just randomly. Next to uh, dangerously. Yeah. Speaking of Kellen Ponga, actually, uh, obviously with the wing fullback position seemingly the least, uh, uh, I don't know what the right word is for it. Um, creating the most amount of headaches might be the right way to say it. Uh, Ponga priced at 55, obviously massive uh, scoring at the end of last year in that soft run where they just trounced a bunch of teams. You've got a 17% ownership. Uh, he's more than likely going to be kicking goals. Uh, they, you know, they are more or less, you know, the same-ish kind of team. Ryan, I know you're down in the nights, uh, but, uh, Rob, do you have any any sort of interest in maybe uh, with the advent of, you know, we basically just swapped Josh Curran for Jamin Salmon in our teams. Now that we've got that extra 200K, 250K, would you look at maybe trying to squeeze a, a Ponger in as a, a season-long keeper of more than likely a top one to two wing fullback?
0: Yeah, it's something I thought about today a bit because obviously losing Jaden Campbell means that we've really only got one kind of cut price keeper, possibly with Pappenhausen, and then a whole bunch of cheapies. And I think the law of averages will prove that a lot of these cheapies will not go on to make a lot of money. Um, So I really like having different levels of, price in a in a position like wing fullback where so that you can just move a bit easier if if shit does hit mm. the fan um because if we've just got pappenhausen and then we've got cheapies like weeks um i can't even remember kinney it, and and something happens there's just not a lot of places we can go without um moving on or sacrificing some other position so we're like having tears A fullback, so like one more expensive person, and and that's why having Jaden Campbell was great because at least you had two, so that if one went wrong, you had a little bit of money to go down, and then you could put another one up. But all of this to say that I think Kellen Ponga is going to be really good and possibly one of the top, probably the top one fullback, right? If we're being honest, especially with their um, their schedule um, this year possibly won't play origin which is also nice it's just so expensive and i think everything about us is preconditioned to not start with expensive wing fullbacks um because they have got a low score on them and i don't think he'll be able to sustain the scoring that as he said as you said at the end of last year he was just on a tear so i've got no issues with anyone starting with him i will seriously consider it if we lose another kind of more expensive player because of what I've said before about the kind of tearing situation. But yeah, it kind of goes against my greater instinct of spending up at this position. Um, It's just a, it's just a kind of overall thing to think about, isn't it? What I'd, I'd really like one more expensive uh, fullback than, than um, weeks, if that makes sense
1: yeah uh, I mean the thing to keep in mind here is uh Ponga played nine games of at least 71 minutes at fullback last year and an average is 62 point3 and that includes a 17 against the Panthers and there was four games there where he wasn't the goal kicker out of nine so he doesn't play the Panthers in that first 11 rounds and he uh you know he'll be more than likely goal kicking in this team, assuming that Cogger doesn't take over or Hastings' foot doesn't miraculously heal. Um, if Ponga kicks goals this week and their team sort of finish and everything sort of lands away, it looks like it's going to. I think there's a very strong chance that I do start with Ponga. Uh, just for that upside play, he's a really nice uh, vice-captaincy option uh, in a couple of weeks, I wouldn't put the straight C on him, but I definitely put the VC on him. Particularly round one against the Raiders at home is really, really nice. Um, I think is the tight is the um, is the Panthers by round five or round six? Uh,
2: round six, I believe.
1: Yeah, the so they play the Roos- yeah they play the Roosters in round six. If you're looking at him at home as a as a captaincy option if clear if you go on the cleary route. But if you were to if you were to go the, the the double dice roll and go for uh the Nico Hines over Nathan Cleary option, round five, the Knights play the dragons at home. Where Nico Hines is on his bike. <laughs> so it's uh you know this he's got some really nice Early matchups, he also gets the Bulldogs in round seven. He gets the Dolphins in round eight. They're not a defensive powerhouse, even if they're a good team. The Tigers in round 10. Uh, there's no, there's nothing scary about their early draw. The good That's thing so to keep in way. mind is he did put a, a 71 on the Broncos last year uh, and a 55 on the Storm, uh, and that five, that 55 was trialless. So he obviously has the capacity there to, to sort of prop his base up. He's got it. He definitely does have another gear where fifty five is nowhere near his um his ceiling. So you know he could have a, a Tommy Turbo twenty twenty one type season. Um, but I mean I suppose we've probably spent too much time on Ponga now, and we'll, we'll come back to him in the, a later episode. Uh, the Storm obviously Ryan Pappenhausen has got a try last week. He's named again, fullback, good stuff. Uh, he's in everybody's teams, and he's not in your team. Put him in there. Uh, through the. Munson's not named, he's uh, you know, not playing, that's fine. Harry Grant's playing, that's good. Uh, Josh King moves to prop with Liera, Locke. Uh, Kane Bradley, though, from the clouds, Ryan. He's a former Cowboys player who we let go, moves to the Storm. Uh, there's only one way this can possibly go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he'll be playing Origin by the years. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's a good yeah. thing. Just for yeah, anyone that's, that's not familiar,
1: uh, just for anyone that's not familiar, Jerome Hughes and Brandon Smith are both Cowboys juniors.
2: <laughs> I'm not <laughs> bitter about it at I, all. I, you know, Kane, I just looked up Kane Bradley. He's a bloody, he's a bloody New South Welshman.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Well, don't worry about it then. Should be right. Yeah, well, yeah.
2: He, he, he won't get picked for origin for at least three years. Then. They don't pick their best players. Um no. <laughs> yeah, look, it, I mean, he's not even in the app yet, another one. Uh, if he is there, named there to start round one, well, I mean, based on what we saw from him last year, you'd assume he'd be you know, 230, 250K, something like that. Um, uh, he was a wing fullback last we saw him. So, I mean, if he could potentially be a wing fullback edge jewel. Uh, but, it, again, I don't, I don't know about this. I, I, I don't know if, how much I can trust Bellamy here. Is he actually going to start this trial? Is he actually going to start round one? I don't know. If he does, he'll be in my side. But um, until further notice, I'm uh, yeah, I'm happy he's not in the app because it means I can't stick him in straight away. <laughs>
1: what, what what do we think about the omission of Sean Bloor here? Do we think this is predictive, Rob, or do you think it's just a uh, you know, it's a, a false flag had here from Bellamy? S-
0: some mail over the week that he was carrying an injury. Um, I'm not sure if that's right, but that certainly would make sense. Um, why he's not playing mm. um, because he didn't play the first game either, did he? No. Correct. No. So uh, yeah, I think I am probably not too worried about that at this point. I think we just, we just um, put in whoever gets that role. I I don't think it will be Bradley. I think it will be Blore, but this, I, it just feels like classic belly nonsense to me. So I think it's not going to be Chan or um, Jack Howarth, is it? So
2: no, yeah. So it was, and it was Kane Bradley one, and, and it was Kane Bradley and Chris Lewis for the first trial. So uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, so I guess we'll see. Come round one.
1: Yeah, no, he's definitely he's a big like he's a he's a Corey Oates type back type uh, winger. I can see why he's made the transition, uh, but yeah, obviously Corey Oates wasn't a very good back row either. But if he was 250k, I would have bought him. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, watch this space. Uh, outside of that, that's probably it. I know Ryan, I know you're uh, you're our resident Ellie Catoa guy, but um, you know, I think Is if Sean Bloor th- wasn't named round one, that would be a sign to me to get a Harry Grant instead.
2: Yeah, well that's the thing. Like there's only so many Melbourne players you can have with the round four by, like, everyone's got Pappenhausen. Harry Grant's ownership's at twenty five percent. Um, if you're gonna stick Sean Bloor in there if he does start round one, like all of a sudden you're in a pretty tight spot if you want to get Elie Katoa as well. Like, I think any other year I'd be all over Elie Katoa. Um, I think, yeah, I think mm. he could have been this year's Tyson Brazil for me, but um, there's just too many other Melbourne players that are fantasy relevant. And if Bloor does start, um, I think his ceiling, he, he projects for not that much less than Katoa and he's 120K cheaper. So it's yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yep.
1: No, like it. Good. Good job. Cool. All right, moving along to the Waz up against the Dolphins. The Waz, uh, Chancellor Cookstar, dealing with a minor hamstring injury. Tain Tupiki It's named at fullback. Uh, Shaq, a lot of people are getting hot and heavy on the Shaq. Rob, are you hot and heavy for the Shaq, or only in an NRL sense and not in a fantasy sense?
0: I think in an NRL and draft sense, I'd be hot on him, but I think we can let it go for now in Classic it's there's just it's too many unknowns I think he could be he could be really really good. he could be a top three center, but he could also just be a kind of normal fantasy center and kind of just get his average. He's already really expensive so I think we can afford to let it see what happens see how he goes there. He's never played there before, so uh, I think yeah I think you'd be fine watching the Warriors play a little bit and see how the combinations. Um, work and then grab him later because, yeah, Warriors are really good for head to head at least, but not for overall because they don't play any of the origin rounds. Um, so yeah, I think I think you'd be I think you'd be comfortable getting no Warriors unless we do get to Picky if Chance's injury is more serious than we thought.
1: Yep, no, I like it. Good, good job. Um, and then obviously the Dolphins. Ryan, you alluded to it earlier. Uh, Ellie, oh, not Ellie Uh What's his name? Ewan Aiken. He's playing Senna uh, in fantasy, but his name's on the edge, which is what we like to see. 549K, 40 break, even 1.6% ownership. I assume that'll be a lot higher. Uh, so, yeah, one to have a look at for sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We've seen this uh, story play out in the past when he was with the Warriors and he was a Jet then, average, like, high 40s, low 50s at times, depending on, you know, when he was on the park, which position he was playing. I think uh, 48.6 in his second row starts, over 50 minutes at the Warriors in 2022. So priced at 40, you're getting a guy that's, yeah, playing on an edge. Um, He looked very good in the trial. He doesn't pass, which is great for fantasy. Um, So, yeah, he'll be in my side round one. I'm um, assuming his name there, round one, and it looks like he is. It's two back to back trials. Him and Felice look to be the edges for mine.
3: Yep,
1: exactly. Obviously, we're not expecting the bench to be a prop, a hooker, and two centres. Uh, they've got, you know, Kerr, Bromich, Lemuelu, Jared Wallace, Ray Stone, all that'll, some of them will push up. But uh, yeah, all up. I think it's, uh, you know, it's a fairly strong looking Dolphins outfit. Obviously, the bench is going to be slightly modified, but outside of that, I, this is kind of pretty much the team I'm expecting. The other one with Tessie New, if Aiken... Let's say let's say that Lemuelo is named on the edge and not Aiken, who doesn't have the centre duel. Uh, there's Hamaso there at 564 for the Dolphins, who I would, at any other time, would be looking at. Uh, Penasini obviously dropped out a little bit of my interest, but Tessie New uh, had two games at centre last year, round 26, round 27. Scored 46 and 48, respectively, without a try. Uh, coming into a pretty strong Dolphins side, she had a lot of promise at the Broncos. Um, will have the duel as well. Uh, he could be an interesting option if you wanted to take that dice roll. If can fell over, but I don't think he's going to. So it's probably redundant. Maybe having a conversation about it at
0: this. Do we not think Everett was going to get that spot? I don't know. Yeah is he
1: is he rusted bizarre. on? He could he it's couldn't bizarre. even win a he couldn't even win a permanent job at the Bulldogs. No, what
2: uh, this, From what the Dolphins assistant coach was saying prior to the trial, he, it seems like it's a pretty open position battle. They haven't really settled on, you know, new Avarillo um, Jack. I, I think it could go either way. Um, so, no, yeah. I, I don't think Avarillo's a lock at all.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's yeah. entirely possible Avarillo's the 14. Yeah. Because he covers well, one be, through seven.
0: It won't be Tifade on the bench, will it?
1: No, I can't imagine so.
0: Unless he's a middle forward now.
1: Nah, he's skinny. He's skinny Val. <laughs> <laughs> and uh um, Val Hines is Chunky Val now.
0: it will be Kenny and Connolly, right? Possibly. Maybe even I
1: think I think it's Kenny and I think it's Kenny and Jared uh, Wallace. And Josh Will
0: Gerrard they even run Donahue on the bench?
1: No. Nah, I I I don't think so. I I the bench I I, I feel like oh, right. I feel Wallace. like Jeremy Marshall King is an eighty minute hooker and they'll carry somebody like Jared Wallace who can play hooker in a break glass yeah. type situation. Yeah, uh, But I feel like Ray Stone even could be the 14 if they want to go that way because he's played some hooker. Um, they, 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 it's a good problem for the Dolphins to have this year is they've got a bit of depth, uh, particularly in the forward pack.
0: I suppose um, there's Jack Bostock as well who is well, if he gets that wing spot, he's at least an option at wing fullback. Um, but you know, if we don't get Weeks or if we don't get um, who was the other guy I was talking about? Oh, Kenny. We will get Kenny. Kenny, but if you don't want to take the risk on him, but
1: yeah, dolphins yeah, well, are,
0: are wrought with um, with danger, as Ryan and I will both know. I think I had Tafare for a lot of last year, and it was just just <laughs> garbage. So
1: yeah, yeah. Now it's a bit bit of a concern. <laughs> so. It's uh yeah, it's definitely um I I don't think just Bostock, he doesn't quite have the doesn't quite have the juice on the ceiling for me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're going to be relying uh, on Trizer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh now, uh the next game here which is the uh the Broncos and mainly they've got all their dudes on a a plane so anyone who's on this list is is also up to shit. Um it's I find it interesting that we've got Jamie Humphreys and Gordon Chamtong on this list, which means it, I think that means to me that uh, Carl Lawton's the 14 uh, at 286K on the edge for, and a first-choice sort of, you know, maybe hook cover, who knows. Uh, also, uh, Ben Condon, Brad Parker, Dean Madison also featured and Top Sipley, naughty, naughty boy, Toph Sipley. Uh, you know, he's uh, his crushed tackle or whatever on... Um, Dom Young Dom has young. created some uh, some interest in Joseph Suwali. depending on how long Dom Young's out for. Um, and, um, yeah, that's kind of um, – I guess it's not fantasy relevant, but it's bad for him. And then the Broncos, uh, uh, I guess, yeah, there were some questions about whether Jaden Hunt was going to displace Pierre on not Pierre Curran on the bench. Um, what's his name, the big one? Willison. Willison. Yes. Um, He's on the plane, so yeah, that's going to be an interesting advent. We'll have to deal with that when it sort of comes up. Uh, but uh, I guess a more fantasy relevant one here is is the Dragons and the Tigers. Uh, so Lomax named on the edge. Anyone else jump on that? Uh, did you? Did either of either you guys get on my one hundred and one dollar odds tip?
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. We will. Yeah, I didn't get on at one hundred and one, but I hedged a couple of different uh, bidding agencies at eighty one. So hoping, yeah, it, hoping yeah. it pays off.
1: Yeah, I got uh, I got fifty on at one hundred and one dollars. So they're currently offering me a one hundred and six dollar cash out, which is uh, more than double my money. But I'm not happy with that. No. Although I uh, I don't I don't <laughs> want to get greedy because I did it. I got uh, I got Chris Tony Stags a couple of years ago before Renault when Stags was the goal kicker, and um, mm-hmm. I had him, and he was leading the points scoring after like six rounds or something like that because he'd scored like. More than one try a game and was kicking goals. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I'll tell you what year it was. Twenty twenty. Yeah, it was twenty twenty. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, he had uh, he had a couple of big try scoring games there, and then. Um, it, no, it must have been. I don't know what year it was. Twenty two. Twenty. Yeah. Anyway, did, he did his ACL after like six weeks? So I need to. Uh, Mm-hmm. I need to not, not get too greedy. <laughs> but,
0: uh, Isn't yeah, I think this... very, you never cash out because they never give you very good odds? on? Oh, they were, yeah, give, well, they were mean... giving
1: me, they were offering me like 400 bucks. Mm. But I should have taken it. But I was it stood to win like 2000 and he was leading the tally and I'm going, oh, well, I'm not giving you bastards $1,600 of my money. And then I was, I'd already spent it on a PlayStation in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, ACL, off we go. So, uh, anyway, yeah. sad times.
2: The, the hard luck, uh, bad beats, uh, gambling stories.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. it.
0: Gamble responsibility. Um, right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this Dragons team, obviously, they've got a few options here. Cole Flanagan uh, was, let's say, uninspiring in the Charity Shield matchup. Um, he's going to come out looking like a weapon here against this Tigers team, no doubt, but... Uh, 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 Rob, maybe starting with you, any interest in Kyle Flanagan, or you know, maybe with the advent of guys like Salmon and and the sort of the available wing fullbacks, we're not going there anymore.
0: Yeah, I kind of took him out when Hutchison presented as more of a viable option, and then I haven't put him back in yet. But it might it might just be I still think there's value there. It's just it's one of those ones where he's just not a very exciting option, and you don't really want to have to watch the Dragons more than you absolutely have to. Mm. Uh, but I've got no issues with starting with him. He might, he might be one of those ones that you can, that you might need to fit in to upgrade somewhere else. And I'm okay with that, as long as he's not. in your uh, starting 17.
1: Yep. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts? I, uh,
0: um, that- I mean,
2: I've I've always uh, been anti Flano. Really, I haven't had him in my team once from our initial projections. Um, like there was all this chat as well that he was going to do. Uh, the kicking, so Ben Hunt could run around, and what do we see in the trial? Like Ben Hunt does, what seventy
0: five percent of the kicking? Yeah, yeah, you can't tell uh, Ben Hunt what to do, eh?
2: Yeah, it, it's still Ben Hunt's team. He's still going to do the yeah. majority of the kicking. Um, like like he, he's he's not terrible. He should average in the. I mean, I projected him for about thirty three, thirty four, which is pretty close to ten points of value. So it wouldn't mm-hmm. be. Unsurprising to find yourself pushing up to 35, 36. Yeah, exactly. Like, he could easily get to like 35. So, I think you still think he's fine. Um, I just don't think I'm going to go there.
1: Yep. No, good. I like it. Uh, And then, obviously, Tom Eisenhuth is the other one named on the edge again. Uh, Our original projection to be on the edge before the arrival of Ray Fatala Marino, who's named on the bench uh, with a kind of a weird. Bench, let's call it with uh Fafida who's a, a potential cheapy I think he's basement price. Yeah, two hundred and thirty K. if he if he's in the round one team, I think he's gonna be somebody I might look at potentially slotting in my EMGs to beef it up. Uh, and but I mean the other one is Mert Wasilla, he wasn't very good. Raymond Fatal Marino, he's sort of you know not, do we do we have another sticky beak at Jack to Ryan, is maybe the, the question that I have. Obviously, he's starting up the I bench mean, first couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, potentially, um, you know, especially if, if this is the 17. Uh, you'd assume Jesse Marshkey is there just to spell little for a little bit. Um, yeah, because, I mean, Murdoch Masilla, he's, he doesn't exactly have the engine. Fatala Mariner, uh, I don't think he's going to be a big middle guy. And then you got... Viliami Fafita, who's fairly young as well. So, yeah, it wouldn't shock me to see Debellin playing 60-plus minutes um, week in, week out. Uh, I mean, he's the only... Like, we were looking at uh, Payne Haas. uh, Like, a lot of people obviously have Payne Haas in their side. Um, Of all the 750K-plus middles, not including Corey Horsborough, for obvious reasons, um, all of them have a buy prior to round one, except, uh, sorry, prior to Origin, except oh, for Haas yeah. and Karaghan. So that's a big tick in Haas's cat, uh, camp right there. So really the only way you're going to get that week back is by picking a guy who's not going to play Origin. So that really only leaves you with like Fenua, Blake and DeBellin and yeah. like, potentially Hopgood if he, if he doesn't get picked. So, yeah, I mean, if DeBellin's one of the lone guys as an alternative to Haas, then... Yeah, it's, it's an interesting option. Again, I don't know how much I uh, I trust it, but it's certainly interesting. No, with that, uh, no tr-
1: trust is not the word that I would use to describe my <laughs> feeling towards uh, picking Jack DeBellin. Uh, but, I mean, the important thing, that obviously, everybody knows he had a, a monster year last year uh, in games where he played at least 50 minutes. He averaged 62.8, uh, and he did that from round 7, 8, 9, 10 onwards. So... Uh, he was uh, obviously a monster scorer last year uh base of 58.5 he's priced at 57 so if he is gonna definitely play that 70 plus minutes a week there's a there is a value there but trusting flano to want to play him for 80 minutes in one two three four five six out of the 13 games so half the games he played the full 80 almost uh, and the others it was 71 74 70 70 yeah and then a couple of 60s games so you really need that 70 like low 70s minutes to get that value. So I think I prefer Murray at the price personally. But as you say, Ryan, he's got the buy and he's going to be in the Origin team. So, you know, that's that could be a, a tick in the Debellum column potentially. But, um, yeah, uh, that's that's probably it in that team. Um, and then moving across to the Tigers, uh, I think the Api are kicking goals puts a uh, dash in the hopes of the Aiden Caesar camp, uh, but puts a big uh, <laughs> puts a big flame under the Happy Coruscant camp, uh, which, Ryan, <laughs> I hear that you are the ap- resident Happy Coruscant guy. Um, so Well, I,
2: I, I feel like uh, Stu has been on this train for a little bit.
0: No, no, no. I feel like I, I, feel like nah, I, I was nah, before nah. Stu on, on the Coruscant bandwagon, well- but... Yeah, well, I'm going to have well, to find um, some receipts on this. I picked him up in draft, yeah. knowing that he'd get the,
1: no, no. the goal kicking. Ryan, Ryan is the happy Coruscant guy in the group, all right? <laughs> all, right.
0: all right. Big all right. happy no, a <laughs> guy. No, he's little guy, mate.
1: Big, big happy Coruscant guy. No, but, like,
2: he's been in my side since I saw him goal kicking, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's
1: yeah. it. No, good stuff. Yeah, and obviously looking at his averages, where he plays at least – let's call it 60 minutes a week. I think that's pretty safe with uh, Lachlan Galvin on the bench as a sort of a cover where he plays at least 60 minutes. Uh, He's averaged uh, over his career 50.8 with only 0.3 in goal kicking. So you give him, you know, five extra points in goal kicking and that makes it up to 55 average, which would make him the projected second best center in the game. He's very cheap compared to that. Um, you know, he averaged 49.1 last year with only 1.7 in goal kicking. He added, you know, another two. That's a that's down year at 53. But, I mean, he's got a season here of 55.4 without any goal kicking at all, 58.7 without any goal kicking at all. So, you know, that that the ceiling seems like high 50s, it like, you know, pushing Harry Grant um, with the floor being at least 50. So I think as I say this, I may also make that change. Uh, Reese Robson, goodbye. It's been nice knowing you.
3: I think Do you we can have carry like a... both
0: of them as well? Like if there's a if there's a if your if your salary cap can work that way. I know yeah. Ryan was saying that he was carrying both uh, and the Eels hooker as well because I think there's value in hookers this year, which seems crazy <laughs> to think about. There's always value yeah. in hookers, Rob. It's
2: <laughs> it's <not just laughs> it depends here. where you go. Then. Yeah, vixens on our place.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> it's a strip club, mate. It's...
1: Mate, the brothel well, strategy the brothel strategy is a legitimate strategy. I'll it. I'll was, it used to be. Yeah. Nah.
3: Yeah. I'll well, call it.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna get my gonna get my number one hot take in here the brothel strategy is gonna return this year.
0: It's back. Yes. I wonder if the down yeah, year is leading to a lot of value in the in the brothel strat. Um
1: well does that, if, means, if the, if, does that
0: mean centers are overpriced?
1: Well, that this I'd is the whole, but but this is where you go back to right now. Like, what what are we looking at this year? Like, the three centers I've got in my team is Ben Trebojevic, you Ewan Aiken, and Nick Kotrick.
3: Cheapy,
0: two edge back rollers. You so, still running crests or not?
1: I moved him out a little while ago so that I could work um, Murray back into my team and sort of do some finagling around, uh, but. And I push Sean Bloor out because I'm, I'm a bit nervous about the injury. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just sort of fiddling. I've got my, like, crew of 25 guys I'm doing a slow little carousel on. So, at some point, again, Chris will make it back in, I'm sure. Uh, but if we're, th- if we're thinking about, yeah, not buying into the overhyped. I mean, Chris was one that only played fullback last year. He didn't play center. So, maybe he's one who has some value anyway there because he, he sort of he's didn't, at didn't get center over center, his
0: like, Oh, 100%. Fantasy-wise. Yeah. So yeah, I, I still like Chris. I think, I think it's going to be rough. I mean, we might we might not get um, Trebujevic for more than a week. I mean, just mm. has got not a great history with carve injuries. Um, and you guys will probably talk to uh, about that later. But uh, I just want someone that is more um, safe than Kotrick as my second best center. If that makes sense,
1: yeah. Well, that's what I was sort of planning on having Burbo long term, but you could definitely just ditch Burbo, put Chris back in. So that's what I just did. Yeah, and and yeah, I still, I'm still got 180k there, so I'm good. I can do that, no problem. Maybe I just I wanted to, I want to do the Burbo loop in round one, but yeah, as as we say, like just as it's we uh, we obviously haven't covered off on him, but he's a really big concern. I think we might save that topic for next week because um, we've got got some uh, lack of content on the TLT. Next week because we've only got four teams going so oh,
0: of course
3: yeah
1: um, but uh, for the Tigers a couple of other guys we got to touch on uh, the big one would be the Asu Capola Alex Sefarth we haven't had a John Bateman sighting this preseason I'm not sure what's going on there uh, Asu Capola number on the edge if he was to be the edge back rower and something was wrong with John Bateman I don't I haven't heard anything obviously that would be a really interesting option uh, he's available at Center and also Alex Saifarth. he is, you know, a starting lock at 359K, which we have to pay attention to. Um, Ryan, any interest in either one of those two or both or neither? Uh,
2: look, no, I think they're worthy of being in the black book. Saifarth's middle PPM historically isn't great. We don't have a very big sample of it, to be fair. Uh, so you would be relying on him getting some decent minutes. Uh, and, yeah, Kapoa It's sort of reliant on getting an update on John Bateman. I think that's one that's probably going to have to wait until... uh, I mean, you're even relying... Because they've got the buy round one, so you can't even knowingly Mm. stick him in your team for round one knowing he's going to have a job round two. So I feel like he might be left for round two unless we get news on uh, Bateman, and he could be a pivot option um, Uh, from from a failed cash cow.
0: Ben he if we lose him. I don't yeah. think I'd touch Capella. It's just too risky. Unless we get some firm yeah, mail on Johnny.
1: Yeah. No, agree. Agree. Um, the only other one that I want to just put in here right now, and this is a hundred percent directly related to my hot takes. Isaiah Papali'i. any other year, if he didn't have the bind round, one, I'd be starting with him.
0: Oh, he looks so good this year. Eh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It- my, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get this one in early. No one have any Isaiah Papali'i related hot takes because I'm, that's mine. No, we'll, <laughs> and we'll come, we'll circle back. The Raiders. What is Ricky Stewart doing? The question is, who knows? I don't even think he knows. Uh, he's, he's, you know, none of his outside backs who were projected to start uh, are named here aside from Tomoko. He's got Albert Hopperwadi playing fullback. He's got some dude I've never heard of playing on the one wing. He's got Xavier Savage on the other wing. Uh, James Shuler named it center. Um, it, I assume he's going to be the first drop. He's going to play center in round one to cover, Seb so Chris. Uh, they've got Kaylee Weeks and Ethan Strange in the halves again. Uh, Jamal Fogarty is officially making me nervous. Uh, and I, I sort of flagged that. Obviously, he's been carrying an injury through this preseason. It's been spoken about. We now haven't seen him in any trials. He's not named anywhere. I haven't seen any updates on him at all. So, here, okay, so I have two a two part question. I think part number one is I'm happy to let Fogarty go through the keeper a la what happened with Sean Johnson last year. Wait and see if he's fit and if he's doing the role that we think, and then I'll find a way to get him in if he's he's the second coming of Sean Johnson 2023. But I guess the larger point is, Ryan, starting with you, if Jamal Fogarty is not named in round one and Ethan Strange is the halfback would you start with Ethan Strange?
2: Oh, uh, probably not. Um, not unless we again. I think it's like a Capola situation. Not unless we get some firm mail. Like oh, Fogarty's going to be out until you know round four or whatever, which seems unlikely. But Strange isn't going to be a quick money maker. Like yeah, a lot of people are starting with Keeney because they think he could be this year's Braden Trindle, make a quick which, but quick somebody in three somebody weeks.
1: has to somebody has to kick the ball in this Raiders team.
2: Sure, but uh, yeah, that, like, that, that doesn't necessarily guarantee. Yeah, exactly. It, it might only be two weeks, and he he doesn't have the the ceiling. And, and like I'd imagine it's probably going to be a fairly even split in the kicking, like we saw um, in their trial game. Yeah, I don't know,
3: like I I, just make I, me, I
1: feel more. It would,
2: it would it would just make me more excited about uh, a little bit more excited about Ko Weeks. I don't think excited's the word, but it would make me feel <laughs> a bit more comfortable about
3: Ko Weeks. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. I I, I just, um, Rob, what about you, mate? Are you uh, are you weak source like Ryan with Ethan Stranger? If he started in round one, would you, would you flash out the one outside off stump?
0: No, I, there's no way I'd start with. I feel like I've already got too many raiders. We haven't talked about Chevy Stewart yet either. What do we think is going to happen with him?
1: No, don't 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 dodge the question, mate. I wanna I I'm not starting with Ethan me.
0: Strange. I can't really okay. see a world that I start with him unless <laughs> unless like Fog is is out for a while. Same as Ryan. Too weak. Got no constitution for Raiders who we project to come last.
1: Okay. Understand. Now, with Chevy Stewart, if he's named at fullback in round one at two hundred and thirty K, he's a bye. However I think he's a number twenty one. I don't think he's uh, starting wing fullback.
0: So, would Is that the correct weeks? take? Would you start weeks over? Who are they playing round one? Doesn't matter. <laughs> the Knights. Ugh.
1: I, I, I'm um, 100% starting the half over the fullback.
0: Yeah, Knights. I think that's right. More tackles.
1: Yeah, just take the names off the players. Kick the if kick I know the, if I know he's going to make fifteen to twenty tackles and and you know hundred run meters or you know eighty run meters and you know hundred kick meters, I'll take that base in my wing fullback at two hundred and fifty k over. Uh, like who could be the next Brad Abbey? One hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Who who kicked goals for the Raiders last week? Was it strange?
1: I uh, don't yeah. know.
0: Stra- it was even strange.
1: Yeah. Okay, all right. So, okay, so Ethan Strange is the starting halfback, and he's kicking goals for the Raiders in round one. What round would Fogarty have to be out to make you buy him? round four?
2: Yeah, I'd say I'd
0: say I'd want at least three weeks.
1: Yep. So he gets the um, Trendle treatment. He gets the Trendle treatment.
0: Yep. Trindle. I think I think that's I think that's fair enough because that was that exactly the same as Trindle. Yeah, yeah S- Nico was like well. he's
1: got a he's got a calf injury, and it could be because he could he be back calf, next week.
0: Which was yeah,
1: yeah. Well, uh, like a thirty-year-old a halfback with soft tissue injuries isn't really, you know, like in Fogarty is uh, yeah. is you know, it's not a great starting point for a recipe for success
0: either. No, it would be lovely having a center that is a starting halfback kicking goals.
3: <laughs> yes, that's, that's why time.
0: I'm that's why I'm
3: asking that's the question.
0: <laughs> Obviously, we would all want that. It's just. I think we have to. Well, we don't. We don't know anything about Fogarty. Like, I didn't even know he was injured. Is he just carrying I, like a? I know.
1: I know he's thirty years old, and he's had a soft tissue injury for the entire preseason.
0: Yeah, that's not great, eh? No, it's not great. I, I think <laughs> it's not great. We we kind of are, <laughs> probably the best case scenario is they rush Fogarty back. He gets hurt way worse, and then we get strange properly for the whole season.
1: Yeah,
3: I think I, I prefer I get, that.
1: Oh, all right, but like, would you trust? Do you trust like Ben Turbo, who you know we know probably has a you know fifty percent chance at only a one-game job security, or do you trust Ethan Strange, who you know like at that point? That's I'm just I'm just I'm just wrapping it out with you boys because I just think he's the people I know, know.
0: Strange is out of the team if Fogarty's
3: back. Oh, yeah,
0: hundred percent agree. And then it's just if he yeah. doesn't make hundred k, if he makes like. 25k it's almost like do you just keep him because he might come back because Fogarty might get hurt again it's like you don't even trade him out at that point it's just it just gets really tough it's a really annoying problem to have that you don't necessarily need to start the season yeah it's kind of gambling on an injury which I don't really like doing
1: if you're going to do it round one's time to do it
0: agree agree like that's only one trade rather than two but correct I'd Again, I'd rather it was Fogarty to start the season. Fogarty gets hurt. We get Strange for the whole season. Yeah. Maybe. Sorry, Fogarty.
1: Yeah. No, I know. I understand. I'm just I'm just really pushing you for a commitment here.
0: No, I, I um, am 100% not starting with Strange, unless we get at least three weeks okay. of him. Yeah, that's my take.
1: Yeah, that's okay. All right. Speaking of things that are awesome... It's a good segue. I think you like that. The Cowboys. Luciano. You can not just clap? Can the boys. Like, yes, yeah. again. Can the boys. <laughs> you
3: can just Cowboys, clap. The Cowboys
1: are my team and it's my dream. See him at the top. Um, so the Cowboys. <laughs> Naughty boy, Luciano Lulua. He's not anywhere near the team. He got, That's no, so nice from Todd.
0: Just Busted just for drink driving.
1: One thing, I'll, I'll never hear any, Todd. I know you guys, both of you have been quite critical of Todd Payton in the past.
0: I think <laughs> I have been both very ah. complimentary and very critical of Payton, Todd Payton, I think. No, no, that's I just, Rich coming from, know. I think Todd Payton's a Seabold, Mr. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mr. I think I was say, a Seabold over here. I was going to say, I'm almost certain that somebody in this podcast called Todd Payton a Seabold, and I don't remember who it was. But... <laughs> I think I might have blacked out. Maybe I, I went into like a dissociative state after a Cowboys loss. I don't think. I don't think regular like In the Tigers it. Yeah, yeah. No. That's it. Yeah. No. A hundred percent after that sixty-six nil drubbing, I had to watch on my phone from the Charming Squire. I, I, I was I was agitated. That's a word I would use to describe it. So, um, but no. So, uh, Norciano Leciano. He's nowhere near it not Nordiano, um, he's, he's gone. Uh, Zach Labert named in the centres. Uh, we've got Sam McIntyre named on the bench. Uh, Vinny Fuiaki is not anywhere near the team. Well, he's, I mean, he's down there, but I think I think this could be the team that we see in round one given they know that Cotter can fill out to the edges, but, I mean, Lukey, Nanai, both uh, capable athletes, young guys, fit, Queensland team, you know, state of origin heroes. I'm, I'm really... Excited about this! I love Lukey as an option. I like Cotter as an option with this team. I think they're going to play some really fast, exciting football. I'm really hoping that they don't listen to me say this and take their foot off the accelerator because I really want to see this team succeed this year. Um, they're sort of slowly phasing the Jake Granvilles and Jordan McLean's of the world out, but I mean, it's going to take time. Um, that massive cap hit for Luciano was, um, you know, not ideal. He hasn't actually been released yet. But it seems like a matter of time. I don't really understand the Raiders signing, him, but or trying to sign him. But boys, Hill and Lukey, wheels up, three point two percent at the moment. That'll have to think that'll go up.
2: Yeah, um, I, I feel like I've hinged my uh, fantasy season to the Cowboys this year. I'm, I'm trying to squeeze in as many Cowboys as possible. Um, just with that, it, you know, it's like it's like they've just got the perfect there. schedule. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Like they've just like them and the Warriors just have the perfect schedule for head to head and. The Warriors just don't really have anyone fantasy relevant for round one. So, yeah, I'm squeezing in all the Cowboys I can. So uh, I need Todd Payton not to be a Bowl, please. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm really actually, I am actually just shoveling as many, like, guys that don't have buys in that, like, early period into my team as possible. Like, you know, we, we we got a Tommy Turbo we could have a look at. we got got, um, yeah, the Roosters obviously don't have a, a buy before they're the Cowboys Broncos. There's there's a lot of good options Uh, potentially in those teams. Uh, And the Cowboys seems like an easy one with Robson, Cotter and Lukey all looking really, really, you know, like sort of of pretty clear value upside, Um, assuming that the the Cowboys pull their finger out, which I think they're going to. Uh, Yeah, that's probably it. Uh, And then, okay, the Titans. Now uh, Keanu Keeney named it fullback. This is going to be good see. See him there with AJ Brimson Ryan. I know you were trying to put the water on Keeney last week. Have you have you changed your mind of that now?
2: Yes, no, I've had I've had my mind changed. Um, I've got him in the uh, in the trindle, in the trindle basket. Um, yeah, I, I think he's he's a decent option. He's in my side currently. There's just a real lack of like it's just like you said earlier in the podcast. It's been a bit of a tricky position to fill that wing fullback spot. Um, so yeah, no, I think Keeney's a good round one option. And, yeah, just mm. hopefully we get as many weeks as possible.
1: Yeah. Now, did you intentionally say you're putting him in the Trindle basket and then come back to, say, tricky position? Did you intentionally do that or was yeah, it a happy good.
3: accident?
0: <laughs> it's pretty good from you.
1: <laughs> just happy accident. Nice. Yeah. No, good stuff.
2: No, I meant it. Uh, of course I meant it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great. And then the other one here, uh, Jacob Arlick, obviously named on the edge with Fafida out. Uh, with that, I think it's a peck or something like that. Um, if he was to be named on the edge, I don't know. Did he play last year?
2: Yeah, he he averaged twenty four in four games. He had one game where he scored sixty points. That's just blown out his average. But yeah, he scored. He averaged twenty four in four appearances.
1: All right. Well, does he end up in the tricky Chindal basket as well? In that case, uh, being you know the three back row starts, he got a twelve for three minutes, twenty four for sixteen, and a sixty and sixty. Uh, Without a try. That's impressive. Rob, what um, do you think about Alec?
0: Yeah, I like it. I like the um, Titans schedule apart from the early bye. Um, They've got really nice rounds. Like they've got Dragons, Cows, Dolphins, Cowboys. um, Sorry, Dragons, Bulldogs, Dolphins, Cowboys, Canberra Manly. Nothing really worried about there. It's just how long Fafita's going to be out. I think, that did they say that he, um, both him and Campbell would be back in round four?
1: Um, they said about round five. round five.
0: Round five, yeah. So, again, it's one that you can possibly take a risk on. Is he in the app yet, Alec, or not? He He's not. Nope. I just had a look at
1: his reserve grade stats. 19 games last year, average 80 minutes, approximately for 52.3 points.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fill-up, isn't it?
3: Yeah.
1: There is a a, it's a pretty high try rate in that, 63% tries. Uh, but he also uh, increased his tackle bars, increased his base. Um, you know, he's obviously, you know, a young player. He's developing. Um, I saw some people fighting over him in our dynasty draft, so he obviously must have something going for him. So um, maybe it's, it's
0: one of those ones where he gets he gets off to a good start and then gets in a bench spot when Fafita's back. So you might not have to sell him straight away either, Mm. or either that or he'll be out of the team entirely. So you don't have to sell him straight away either. So,
3: Yeah. You
1: know, it's funny. Like we were like, oh, we don't know if there's going to be any cheapies. And now it's like Weeks, Keeney, Burbo, Kotrick, Hughes, Chevy Stewart, potentially Fafita, Jamin Salmon, uh, Alec, you know, there's. It might be tens. It's just not the ones the we thought we'd get, <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> It's the different ones that we have to. Yeah. Do more every year. On. Yeah.
1: Every year, love it. Yeah. No, good stuff. Um, Ryan, did you have anything to add on Alec? There, what do you what do you think?
2: No, trindle basket. If he's there to start round one, uh, I think he's a solid option. The tricky basket. What? The tricky what, what trindle we th- basket.
1: What do we think about just starting with a bunch of these, uh, you know, short-term cash-making plays and just leaving, like, six, 700K in the bank, trying to, like, snatch the points, and then as they get dropped out, like, trading them to a mid-ranger that seems to be heading in the right direction?
0: Mm. Aggressive strat? Aggressive cash-making strat? Six or 700K in the bank, do you? That seems like a lot.
1: Well, it depends how many of you are picking up. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Look, got- I think I think it is the best time to just be aggressively chasing the cash because mm. th- there are going to definitely be some slow burn cash cow options, aren't there? Like, mm. you know, if we get Stuart, if we get Weeks, they're not going to be like making a ton of cash straight away. So if we can target the more aggressive type options, I love it. I love that strat.
1: I think there was one team last year that finished in the top five that started with like 430K in the bank. I've, I think I remember seeing that. Mm.
3: I'll,
1: I'll, I'll check that, but I, I think it's a definite. Yeah, oh, 316. Des Hasladorf, who came fourth, shout out to Des, uh, started with, yeah, 316. Do you think
0: K that is, in fact, Des Hasler? Oh, it would have to be. <laughs> <laughs> had a bit of time last year, eh?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not like he was in Ari. Um, but yeah, no, this guy looks like he I mean he started he started with Payne Haas, David Fafida, Joseph Tarpani, Cam Murray, Jermaine Hopgood. He was the one of the top four the top five guys that didn't start with Cleary. Um Did he, yeah, he start? He started with yeah, Trindle, Bryce Cartwright, uh Paul Alamotti, Isaac Thompson, Tommy Talao. Jackson Ford, Tyrell Sloan, Will Warbrick, Jacob Preston, and Isaiah Cato—it's is just ten guys, three hundred k or less.
0: Here's a little hot take for you, just just a little little entree. Jamin Salmon is the Bryce Cartwright of 2024.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it.
0: The least sexy pick, but might make like the lowest. Is that even a hot take? Yeah, no, I don't <sighs> think so. I, I just I'm just pulling my hands back. over the microphone right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's
1: here's a question for you, Rob, on that. Who scores more total fantasy points this season, Jamin Salmon or the combination of Chevy Stewart, Ethan Strange, and KO Weeks?
0: Oh, God. I think, uh, I, think I have to say Salmon. <laughs>
1: the combination, the, the Raiders triumvirate. I
0: just, I just don't want anything to do with any of those Raiders there. Eh?
1: That's so funny. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's physically possible. But it's not a defensible pick. End.
0: But um, I yeah, it I, was like
1: I, one of those things where um, like Jermaine Asako had more points than the Dragons did, or something last year. It was something yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Whereas yeah. that's going to have uh, Lomax this year. So,
1: oh, he's going. Yeah, he's going to have the top points, mate. He's he's come for it. New PlayStation. Here we come.
0: <laughs> you've, uh, already, you've already bought it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think if I win five thousand dollars on Zach Lomax uh, Top Point Score Up, I'm going to buy a golf simulator and put it in my garage.
0: Have you got high enough Ooh. ceilings for it? I've, I was thinking about that oh, today. I'll
1: take I'll take the ceiling off and I'll make it <laughs> higher.
0: <laughs> I don't actually have enough uh, loft in my game to be able to justify um, taking my ceilings off, but <laughs> you've still got to have high ceilings for uh... yeah. No, I don't know. I
2: yeah, do, you, do you need to raise crazy. your ceilings when you're just topping them along the ground?
1: <laughs> when you're heading <laughs> for a
0: two-degree launch angle, eh?
1: That's it. that's it, mate. What's, it playing, uh, what's his name, that putting PlayStation game that Bart gets on The Simpsons?
0: Oh, my God. Uh, Link, Link of <laughs> putting challenge. <laughs> they, they, made it. they made an actual website of it as well, so you can play it um, if you're interested. It's it's that's just so funny. So funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, great. I'm not going to divulge into that. For anyone that's been with us for 73 minutes, number one, God bless you. Number two, if you're as interested in the Simpsons as our uh, group of little friends is, there's a number of us who were on the group chat earlier discussing the Simpsons, there's a podcast called NRL Boom Rookies. And I think that there's probably a perfect circle of Venn diagrams where I might be the only person of the intersecting touches of the people that listen to the Boom Rookies podcast and the people who play fantasy. I don't know why, um, but... They did an episode where they do... It's like a footy podcast, not a fantasy podcast. It's actually quite a good uh, listen, to be honest. I would actually recommend it to people. Um, but they do a uh, about an hour and a half on The Simpsons on one of their recent episodes, uh, if, you're, if you're interested in that. But I would recommend checking them out anyway. They're not paying me to plug them. I just think it's a good podcast. So they're the type of guys that you would sit around in a pub with for three hours talking about obscure rugby league players. Strong recommend. Um, all right, boys, the Eels. Interesting uh, list here for the Eels with uh, Bailey Simonson named at center. I've I wasn't. I got to say I wasn't convinced that was going to happen. Sean Russell named on the wing. See, uh, TK's got Sean Russell in his team now, and uh, a lot of people have been hot on Bailey Simonson in the preseason. Uh, is is Rob, it, for you, is it just a case of um, maybe there's actually more cheapies than we thought and we're not going to be mucking around with Simmonson and or uh, Sean Russell?
0: Yeah, I've got Russell um, kind of high 20s average, and I don't think that's going to be enough. He's what priced at 380. 380 He's at 28, 20, 20, 28, yeah. Yeah, I've kind of got him. I had a little look at him because – uh, I was in a wing fullback hole rabbit hole today, uh, mm-hmm. and he yeah just didn't really excite me that much. I think we're probably going to get mm. better options for cheaper, or pay up and get someone slightly better. I think it's probably my thoughts.
1: Yeah, I mean he's like he's he's got 14 career games at wing at at wing, uh, averaging 29.4 with a 71% try scoring rate. So I'm not quite sure whether. The values coming yeah, there, priced at twenty eight. I
0: saw as well, and I um, just swiftly moved on.
1: Yeah, but I mean, Simmonson is probably the more interesting one, Ryan. He uh, was uh, let's call it unimpressive at wing, but when he moved to the centres last year, had a really nice stretch, averaged thirty nine point one across his uh, seventy one plus minute starts, fourteen games, thirty nine point one. Uh, he is priced uh, a lot less than that. He's priced at 34. So, I mean, there's maybe five points of value there, but, you know, probably one of those things where, you know, you can get, you know, invest in an Aiken or something.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those awkward ones where, like, you you take five points of value if you think he's going to average mid to high 40s, but if the projection is, like, high 30s to low 40s, it's it's not really enough. Um, I, I to be honest, I feel like the the player I could make the best case to buy are the other two guys in this team, Will Pinacini and Mike Acevo. Like if I had to make a case to buy someone in the back line, it'd be the only two we haven't spoken about.
0: Yeah, I think we've talked about Pinasini already, though. It's Yeah. I, I think I think you should well, if you don't want you and Aiken, um, you should get Pinacini. There's really good value there. It's just that we might have a slightly better, cheaper option. Um, but I've got no issues with anyone picking Penasini. I think the case for Simmonson is that he's got the wing fullback jewel, um, which oh Penasini doesn't have and what which Aitken doesn't have. So that's something that we were talking about earlier is that we haven't really got anyone solid in the wing fullback at the moment. Ken- Kenny might only be three or four weeks. And then... It's Weeks or Chevy Stewart or some, someone else. Just <laughs> garbage. So.
1: Did you do that on purpose? Three or I, four weeks?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And put him in the tricky basket there. Eh? Um, I didn't. But the, uh, that's possibly the Simonson argument. I, I definitely don't get that for Russell. So,
1: mm. Yeah. I, I, th- I think this is the year of the cheap wing fullbacks plus Pat.
0: Yeah. You away. might be right. You might be right. It's just where do we pivot? If if something goes wrong.
1: Yeah, just sell just sell Nathan Cleary.
0: Just sell sell Haas.
1: Yeah, perfect. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh moving through the rest of the team here. Sean Lane, he's uh an option for teams. I don't think he's a must by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think he's a value. Um, depending on how teams shake out. He is definitely one of the guys that I would have in my like list of people where I could just see myself going, oh, all right, um, I've got a lot more real cheap options than I thought I'm going to turn Shane, Sean Lane into Nico Hines or Sean Lane into, you know, pick Jack Bellon you know, Ken yeah. Murray, I, someone like that, you know?
0: About if Kelma um, the slug Tuolangi is on the bench, no. Whether he'll take minutes off Lane or Cardi? I'm not
1: concerned about Lane. I would be concerned about Cardi, but luckily that's not my problem this year. So,
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Is that a definitive enough answer?
0: I think that's You're fine. Like I, think, I think Brad Arthur will play one of them 80 minutes. I just, I don't know which at this point. The, Probably Lane. Important, Lane the nice.
1: important thing to keep in mind is if it was up to Brad Arthur, NRL teams would have a starting 13 and two bench spots.
0: Well, they'd probably have no bench spots. It'd probably, it'd probably just be for injuries only, or like yeah, indiscretions only. Yeah, he, he is the own. person.
1: Yeah, he just literally doesn't care about the uh, the number of players on the bench. Like it, he would play, he would play his fourteen guys for. Uh, he's like he he runs his bench like an NBA team. <laughs> like it's, it's yeah,
0: like you know, a, like the, a playoff the, NBA team though, where you've just got yeah. like you've got seven guys in your rotation, yeah, and you just correct. play them. You don't worry about yeah, anyone else
1: that's it it's yeah, actually not a bad game.
0: strategy um, but it's annoying for fantasy
1: but it's sometimes oh fun. okay
0: it's gonna yeah, play a okay. minutes if we get this yeah isn't he
1: but but okay but you think about it this way right so so let's take the cowboys for example like circling back to the cowboys right you got uh reuben Cotter, who you know can play 80 minutes every single week you got Hill and Lukey, you can play eighty minutes every single week, and you got Jeremiah Nano, who can play 80, 80 minutes every single week. You got three Queensland State of Origin players there. Why are you obligated to take one of those players off the field and put Sam McIntyre or Thomas McKayley on?
3: You're not, You're not obligated.
1: As, assuming assuming that they can do it. Like I think Brad Arthur is just like he knows what he's about. He's like yeah. he's like. Uh, uh, Ron from Parks and Rec ordering their, like gigantic pi- plate of bacon.
0: Yeah, the um, all, all, I want all the bacon and eggs you have. Uh, yeah, I think, I think what you heard was,
1: I want a lot of bacon and eggs. What I said <laughs> was, I want all the bacon and eggs that you have. It's like that, you know. He's like, you know, he's like, I know, I know what I'm about, you know. I just I run yeah. my guys. I like it. You know, I like. Why, it. why, why is Jake Granville and Sam McIntyre going on the field? They don't have to go on the field. No. Reese Thompson can play 80. Tamalolo can play 60 minutes. He, he won't. But, you know, he's got the guys there. He's got Hopgood, who's an 80-minute player. Uh, he's got, you know, Campbell Gillard
0: and Paolo, who's is yeah, 50 to 60 a minutes. Two 80-minute yeah. edge guys. And now uh, he's playing an 80-minute hooker as well. He he might just not use his bench at all this year. This might be the year. Yeah. Everyone yeah. plays 80. Well, normally I would say
1: he'd run 13 plus Ryan Madison off the bench, but that's not looking real good at the moment because he's down an 18- which some people are like, oh, who cares? It's just a trial. It's like, yeah, okay, but if it's just a trial, why isn't he in the? Why isn't he named on the bench? Like, I reckon Brad, Madison
0: wh- must just be like the the most hated person in any club he goes to. He has to, he has to be locker room toxic. What is what is to. the other explanation? He's re- he's so good, Ryan Madison, and Arthur must know that. But just to put him at eighteen is just he just must be oh. no good at training. What do, you, what do you, what's your take on this, Ryan? Yeah, I know you're normally one for hot takes, so uh
2: I mean if this is the bench come round one, I'm uh, I'm diving into Hopgood boys. That's, oh. That'll be me. That'll be my vice captain probably.
1: Yeah, what what are they ears got to buy? Are they what are they doing?
2: I think it's round uh, I think, eleven. Yeah, it's it's uh, right? no, it's round four or five it's like round eight ish. Round,
0: uh, round nine. It is round nine, nine.
1: Yeah, he just played a couple of, like, Hopgood just played a couple of, like, random, like, he played 45 minutes in round eight. What was up with that?
0: Do you think Hopgood's going to play Origin? No. Not because yeah, he shouldn't.
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's like Queensland already have that type of player. Like, they've already got a lot of that type of player. Like, it wouldn't shock me if he gets a game or two. Well, I
1: yeah. The thing is, um, like, Tom Gilbert is back in the team. So there's everybody shuffles down one spot as well, and he didn't make mm. it last year. True. Yeah, so Hopgood, 16 games where he played at least 60 minutes at either lock or in a combination of middle and edge, average 70 minutes for 66 points, um, priced at 61. So that would be, yeah, really nice. That would make him the third best scorer. In the game, um, better than Payne Haas, which would be really nice. Yep, that's it, yep. I think. Yep.
0: No, I think uh I think Hot Good's a great option if this is cool. close to the bench. I still I still think Madison will be on the bench, but Ugh. obviously he's he's uh no good.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think Hopgood's still like a decent option, but obviously if Madison's just not on the bench, then that just really brings it in the...
0: I don't think yeah. hands will be on the bench. But maybe he will as just a BA bench guy. Like Well, like he can not play not halves. To cover, not to cover Lusick, but just to, yeah, well, to, like to cover how many times
2: how many times did like Jake Arthur sit on the bench and do nothing last year?
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, exactly. And and here's the here's the other question or slash comment. The comment that Brad Arthur made was, I, "He didn't say, "I'm going to play an 80 minute hooker every week." He said, no, he I, want a, I want a hooker that can play 80 minutes every week." And that's he, not the same as, "I am going to do that thing."
0: He, he is also entitled to change his mind as well. Like, yeah. that, that was just a throwaway comment in an interview. you know like it, everyone wants an 80 minute hooker. Like, it, it means it gives you so many more options. To, with the rest of your team, with the rest of your forts. but yeah. not Brett Arthur, not not Brad Arthur, because he just doesn't use his bench. So,
1: yeah. So I guess the larger question is, following on from that, are we overrating the eels hooker? And if it is the two, if they both are named, would it scare you away?
2: uh I, I think if Lusick's named to start it won't scare me away but if um hands is and lusick's on the bench it will
3: okay
0: i think i agree i also i also don't mind just starting with um robson and Coruscant either and grant uh, yeah if we don't get blore then um harry grants a possible fill up but mm.
1: Yes, I see. I see that the uh, the the larger fantasy community are making the tactical uh, the typical tactical mistake, not following the game theory here, at boys. By the way, while we're on the eels, before we move to the hot takes, which is the eels hookers have a combined ownership of about twenty percent. Joey Lussick is five point one as the more expensive option, and Brennan Hands, who's fifty k cheaper, is at fourteen point four. Classic. Tactical, tactical mistake here, taking the cheaper option. Guarantee you, this is people trying to squeeze players into the team and go, "Oh, just get hands or whatever." Like people want know. the
0: jewel, people want that jewel of hands, and they're getting sucked into nah, that. Man, I think that is a
1: hundred percent not the jewel. It is a hundred percent the price. The 50K. It's people trying to squeeze like Nico Hines, Nathan Cleary, and Payne Haas into the team and go, and like, Harry Grant. Oh, just I'll just squeeze. I'll just I'll just squeeze, uh, squeeze Brendan Hands in there. I'll deal with it later. I've got, I've got placeholders and they've got like I've seven got to well eyes, is,
0: in my 17, yeah. but
1: yeah, no, exactly. Right. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here with, uh, Jamin salmon in my 17. So I'm, I'm not talking.
0: It's fine. He's the next cardi. Oh, that's what true. is it? Yeah. What is it? Salmon, salmon season, silly,
1: salmon silly, season. salmon silly, the silly salmon season. Yeah. So if anybody wants to submit a video to us of them doing the silly salmon, uh, On the socials, that would be strongly appreciated. Uh, The best Silly Salmon video can get the NRL Fantasy 2024 champion ring that I've got. It doesn't have to, you you have to win the ring from winning the game. You can just win it by some stupid (laughs) preseason competition (laughs) by doing the Silly Salmon.
0: I also want um, someone to find a Silly Salmon video uh, and then like put Jamin Salmon's face on the silly salmon person. Mm. that would Can awesome. we just
1: get a video of Jamin Salmon doing the silly salmon? I think that's probably. Do you think like,
0: that exists? That would be ideal. Maybe we can. It'll, like, ha- it'll have a to exist. Or something.
1: <laughs> also just, just a quick shout out to the person who actually did send the uh, video of the cheese wheel pasta to the socials. Um,
3: yeah.
1: I'm going to, I'm just going to dig that out. Um, Cause it was, it was like a public service. Um, I, w- I want to find it. All these bloody people messaging, asking fantasy questions. Where's the cheese wheel, damn it?
0: Oh, this is good. This is good. This is good material, guys. It's, um... <laughs>
1: Look, Rob, the people need to know, all right?
0: Yeah, but you're just all scrolling. Just, it's not scrolling through DMs. Yeah.
1: Why, why are you not helpful? Why are you not helping me? Okay. I don't know anyway. where it
0: is. I don't know where Yeah, it all
1: right. In the meantime, all right, boys, we're going to start with the hot takes. We're ready to go. We're 70, we're 80, 90 minutes in. We're primed. We're ready to go. Ryan, you're first, mate. You're the man with all the hot takes. You were calling Todd Payton a Seabold earlier. You got hot takes galore. What's your, what's your number one hot take for the season?
2: All right, number one, we're going to start with Todd Payton. The Cowboys are going to make the top four. There you go. Ooh, oh, my God. They're back. I love it. The boys are back this year.
1: I love that. That's good. All right. What What's the catalyst? What What do you think is going to be the driving force behind that? Well, I, I think
2: uh, – I, I still think they're the good team that they were in 2022. I, I just think what went wrong for them in 2023 was how good they were in 2022, right? So, like, obviously they had a lot of young yeah. guys in 2022, a lot of guys, like, just breaking into the first team. And then they started off really well, and then that um, – that resulted in origin debuts, a long origin series, straight into a long finals campaign, like making it to the prelim, and then straight from there straight into the into the World Cup, and then a short preseason, and then they were underdone. Come you know the the start of uh, twenty twenty three, like a lot of them look fatigued um, very early in the season. And they started to to click a little bit in those middle rounds, but early in the year it was it was it was really bad. Like there were the effort areas weren't there. They were getting flogged by the tigers and the sharks. So I, I think um, I think this year they're going to be ready. Um, they, you know, they're healthy. They've had a full off season. No excuses this year. I think they're going to be back.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I feel that way. I I, I could I actually couldn't have couldn't have said that more for self. I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's accurate accurate information right there. But but really? I, like, I like it. I like that you're on board.
0: So, so it doesn't count. Do you have to do another one?
1: has got to come up with a different one. No, <laughs> yeah. no that's right. right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, no Ryan's, Ryan's got a good history of his hot takes actually coming true. So I'll allow <laughs> it. R- Rob, what about you, mate? What's your take?
0: I've got a hot take within our circle of uh, influence, which is that the eels will make the eight. I know you guys are down on the eels, but I'm hot in the eels this year. Hey,
1: yeah. whoa, 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 whoa! Hang on, no, no, no! I got the eels in my top eight as well. That's not a hot. That is not a hot take. That's oh, I think up, I thought
0: hot. I was the only one. I checked this earlier.
1: No, no, no. All All right. If to. I haven't got if, if, if I if I haven't got them eight, I've got them nine. Like it's it has yeah. to be close. Yeah, I've well, got him on that's uh, not... at eighth. I've got him at okay. eighth. Well, all
3: right, all
1: right, all right, all right. And and you got him at eighth, and belen has got him at eight, and Stuart's got him at seventh. So that's I'll i don't that. That's it. not a hot take. I no. think it's
0: I think all it's a good I think it's a good again. take though. Because ever okay, I'll go top six. I'll go top six. Okay. I like because that. I think I think they're f- they're getting through a bit of the Deadwood, finally, the Eels. You know, you have Ryan Madison's uh he, he might actually make no substitutions this year, which would be phenomenal. Um Hopgood's phenomenal. I think in any uh, if 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 he were in New South Wales, he'd be uh, in every single team. He'd be in he's he'd be their best player. So I just think they're gonna be great. I think a full season of Moses and Brown is gonna be excellent. They've got some good outside backs. I know we've been uh saying that they're not the best. Gutho, perhaps slightly overrated, but Penasini is a gun. And Simonson, I think, will have a good season. And I think they're just going to do better this year. They can't be worse than last year. God, they were t- tragic. So, yeah. Slight hot take. Just a very lukewarm take. I'll build into it, mate. You yeah, wait. No, it's alright. I, un-
1: I understand. Yeah, that's okay. So, What, you, what yeah, do you got? That's, that's alright. So, um, Uh, One thing I will say just building on your comment is uh, so we've done some part of our quality assurance process that we did in the preseason this year is we've had a look at, I don't know how sort of, I'll, I'll just say it again. We had a look at the total number of fantasy points on average. We expect the teams to score on a weekly basis that all the combined 17 players. And we had a look historically and there's some pretty significant trends, which is teams that score in the top four highest on average don't finish lower than sixth place. And the teams that finish in the bottom four of total points on average scored always finish in the bottom six places, which sounds really obvious, but it's actually like a thing, right? So the top four projected teams for us this year are the Panthers, the Rabbitohs, the Knights, and the Eels, which theoretically means that all of those four teams should come in the top six. And if you want right now... Gamble responsibly. You can go and put a multi bet on all four of those teams to make the top eight, uh, which I have already done. <laughs> trying, to <back> my, <laughs> trying to back myself, um, so I got I got five dollars fifty for those four teams to make the top eight.
0: What was it? Panthers, Broncos, Eels?
1: No, not the Broncos. Panthers, not the Broncos. Ra- Panthers, Rabbitos, Knights, Eels. Top Knights top, Eels. top eight.
0: Whereas Ryan's too dark on the nights to make that bit.
2: No, I mean I've, I've had my uh, I've had my I don't know my opinion on them soften uh, mainly just because of how soft as butter their schedule is up until Origin.
0: Yeah. Yep. I've got them six, nice. I think. So happy days. Alright. Mark, yep. what's yep. your take?
1: Alright, my take is that the manly seagulls are going to finish higher than the Broncos, the Warriors, and the Sharks this year.
0: <laughs> ooh, I like higher it. than the Broncos, Warriors, and Sharks.
1: Yeah, they're going to finish higher on the ladder than the Broncos, the Warriors, and the Sharks. Yeah,
0: there's so, a hot take. Ooh, that is. Yeah, I like that. That is. I, yeah, like so it. Two I, of the, I hate it.
1: I hate it. I hate it. Two two of those two of those three teams are going to miss the eight.
0: Oh, my. I know you hate the Warriors this year.
1: I don't know. I don't hate the Warriors. I think they're a really good team. But two of those three teams are going to miss the eight. Uh,
0: you, so you, th- you think Broncos are going to sneak in and then Warriors-Sharks dip out? Is that?
1: Oh, that's where I've got it right now. I've got Sharks um, not
0: making the eight. I'm pretty comfortable with that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sharks have got lowest of those three teams. i got them finishing 11th this year.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So that's my that's my hot take, Manly. Um, I'm not actually the highest on Manly in the group somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ryan's got them in top six, and so does Austin. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, Manly, well Manly are um, they're a little bit of value even like top top four betting. Um, if Tom Trebouich is fit, they are they're they're a top four team. So it's um, I mean, that's a big if I know, but uh, yeah, I, I I didn't actually you'll notice that my hot take didn't involve the fitness of Tom Trebouich. I didn't caveat that I just said it's going to finish higher. So that's take can, number one.
0: I don't think we're in a position to caveat our takes, are we?
1: No, we're not. That's It would just be a regular take if I didn't caveat it. <laughs> <laughs> if I did caveat it, I mean. Ryan, what's your number two?
2: All right, number two, I'm going to say Jermaine Hopgood outscores Payne Haas this season.
3: Woo-hoo!
2: Oh, that I can get on board Woo-hoo!
3: with
1: I like it.
2: There you go. Jermaine Hopgood Love it. is your man. In twenty
1: twenty, uh, okay. okay, let's build on that. Is there anyone else aside from Jermaine Hopgood in the mid section that you see also outscoring pain us? Isaiah Yo was only 0. Mm. 0.7 behind him last year.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Do we go off total points or do we go off average?
3: I think it has to be average.
2: total points, right?
3: Oh, I was average. Say average. average. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I think
2: mm. the
0: not origin helps Hopgood.
2: Mm. I'm going to say total even average. Even average. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, if we're going off average, Cam Murray's a shout. He's a chance. Isaiah Yeo's obviously would be the the favourite to knock him off.
1: Jack Tino. Yeah,
2: chances. But that would really require Haas. That would like require Haas coming down to like 60, high 50s type thing, I think.
1: Mm. So you heard it first. Ryan's hot take is Payne Haas is in the top five mid this year. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you. That's how you turn it up to eleven, Ryan. That's how you get the people. That's how on you your really
0: bag. get it going.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, Rob. What do you got, number two?
0: I've made this take before, and I'll say it again. But um, Reese Welsh, top three, full bet.
1: Ooh. Like on averages. on averages. On averages. Okay.
0: Jeez,
2: I me and Mark have gone against year, right?
0: the Bronx, and then uh, Rob comes flying in. I'm pretty hot in yeah. the Bronx this year. I think I think they were really good last year, and and, and I don't think they'll be as good. But I think that Reese was just warming into his went into his game, and I think he's going to be really good this year. I think it's going to be great for Queensland. I think it's going to be great for Broncos.
3: Boo,
1: good for Queensland, but boo everything else. Yeah, fair play. I'm looking I forward to the Cowboys. I'm looking forward to the Cowboys taking their rightful position back as the big brothers of Queensland.
0: Yeah, that Absolutely. would be
1: nice. The I missed. I missed. <laughs> I was on the in the eight. Oh man, they're they like the battles twenty like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen Broncos Cowboys. That used to be so good with the uh, before it fell off a cliff. There, I think then people were just assuming that Broncos Cowboys was going to be good every single year, and then sometimes it was shit. Oh, but the that
0: grand final was <laughs> best ever, right?
1: Yeah, I'm going to jump on the theme here for this round, boys. My, uh, my tip is Isaiah Papali'i is going to be the number one averaging genuine edge this year in fantasy.
2: Ooh, wow! Knocking off Fafida.
1: Yeah. So Fafida, Nat Butcher, and John Bateman all finished higher last year, and Brendan Nickera. Obviously, Ola Kawatu is breathing down his neck as well. A few other guys with some room for to move up. But I've got Isaiah Papali'i and. Isaiah Papali is the top try scorer for the Tigers this year overall.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> no, I really like that. And I really now, like now, Papali also, this year.
1: Also, just out of interest, not that I'm telling you to do this, but um, Isaiah Papali is currently 151-1 to one to be the top Tigers try scorer this year.
0: Who's number one? Is it Puller?
1: Oh, Charlie Staines. Hmm. But they got Charlie Staines Junior mm-hmm. Tupo, who have absolutely like z- zero job security. Uh, Isaiah Papa Lee was terrible uh, last year and has absolutely one hundred percent job job security outside of injury. One hundred fifty one to one. Gamble responsibly, people.
0: And and enter um. <laughs> That's
1: all I'm saying.
0: And picklebet, if you
1: yeah, Matt. Yeah. yeah. If you if you put if you're thinking about putting these bets on, use code amateurs when you sign up for picklebet. <laughs>
3: But gamble responsibly. Gamble
1: responsibly. Yeah. The chances are you're about to lose. But, you know, Isaiah Papali, $151. That's all I'm saying. I think. I
0: I really like that. I like Papali a lot this year. I've grabbed him in draft. I'm just looking forward to having him, having some shares in him, even if I don't grab him straight away. And Classic. I think there'll be a time where we grab him, right? Um, Possibly. Would would you like to
1: make an offer for him in Dynasty? i got a bit of a rebound. I'm not in
0: your Dynasty thing, thing, mate. Why not? You took over the only the only spot available. Can I sell you my team? <laughs> I don't want that team.
1: Isn't that team it's, garbage? No, it's good. It's a great team. What's the buy-in, Ryan? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, only charge you, I'll only charge you $5 more than what I pay for the buy-in <laughs> every year, and you can run the team.
0: I'll help you run it. How about that? We can do, do yeah, a little...
1: You, you pay the buy in. It's $25 a year. <coughs> no.
2: got
0: to pay it to Chappie. <laughs> oh, Chappie.
1: Uh, no, pay it to me. I'll pay Chappie.
0: Chappie's just fleecing us, eh?
1: Yeah. All right. Ryan, what's your third and final, your number one penulti- penultimate Ooh. hot take?
0: Yeah, third and
2: final. Um, hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to say. I'm going to say the wheels fall off at the Sydney Roosters this year. I know you're very hot on the Mark.
1: What? I you like the Roosters. No.
2: Yep. I love I just, that. The wheels are going I to just, fall off.
1: I just picked them as my like team I have to tip every single week in the tipping comp. I was <laughs> Which wondering
0: is why, uh, it, yeah, why it, you it, don't and,
1: or, pick the, team. the Panthers for that. It, what?
0: I was just wondering why you don't just pick the Panthers for that.
1: Because I'm not a weak gutted dog, mate.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not a Jamin
2: Salmon. Uh, not a silly bulldog, Salmon. <laughs> He's not a silly Salmon. No, look, and, and that's even more reason why we should be fading the Roosters because the team you pick to bloody uh, do well every week always goes crap. So I'm 100% uh, off the Roosters. They now. do. They yeah. do.
1: You're right.
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, look, look, think about it, right? You know, we've got Sueli'i Manu one foot out the door. We've got, uh, you know, the Teddy, bloody um, Luke Keary, Waria Hargreaves, He's all these grown. guys getting way yep. up there in age. You know, uh, look, yep. Trent Robinson's gone off the boil. This is it. This is it. This no, is the demise. Right.
3: Okay.
1: I thought you were about to Hot say the wheels are going to fall off Penrith this year. I thought that's what you were going to say. Got
0: the Roosters to miss the eight then, Ryan? Well, I mean, the wheels falling off would imply missing the eight, wouldn't it? But I would almost say the wheels came off last year and they still made the eight. And then they kind of no, looked well, their way. Well, the wheels were a rude, little wobbly last year. They didn't come off. Yeah, they didn't come off. They were a little bit wobbly. Okay, okay, okay.
2: There was a, loo- there was a loose. Uh, there was a loose nut. It was a, it was a loose <laughs> nut. Hey, it,
1: it, it's like it couldn't quite go straight. That sounds like an NRL off-season scandal to me.
2: <laughs> a Dylan Arthur special, that one.
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah.
0: I'm just asking sounds for like you just. Who's got the video? So, hey?
1: uh, it sounds like you just. Sounds like you just boxing at shadows there, Ryan. I think. I
2: don't know if you no, know what's,
1: that's just, what's uh, going on. Let's just let's just copy from you, mate. No, no, don't. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not play on, on that anymore. It's gone. Okay. It's it's been deleted <laughs> by the internet forever. Rob, what's your third? And fi- what's your third and final hot take?
0: Uh, not even a hot take. It's our year. Warriors win the comp. SJ oh. off, rides off into the sunset. It's got to be. It's got to be this year. If it's not this year, oh. I don't think we're going to win it for ten more years. This is it. We got AFB. We've got Sean Tohu's in his in his late late prime. I think if we don't do it, (laughs) Rogers back. If we don't do it this year, I think it's going to be a little while. It's a prime with a
1: couple of asterisks there on Tohu.
3: It's yeah. We were talking about
1: you know we were talking about off air. We were talking about the movie The Mummy. I think that's what we might call him this year. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but, you know, just circling back to the Silly Salmon, I I was just thinking about it. I'm really happy that we've got the Cardi Party and then last year and now it's the Silly Salmon this year. I feel like that's, you know, it's just important to have that continuity of enjoyable nicknames. Of bits. Yeah, bits. All right. I'm going to give you a hot take, the last one of the year for this year. I don't normally do hot takes at all but I'm going to do
2: one no, He'll never give us another one ever.
1: No fantasy options this year, average above 70. Mm,
0: okay. So what, you got Hines and Cleary coming it. back down to the pack? Just the an Andy yep. cleary Hines pet.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to see a general, you know, evening out. So Cleary, I think they're going to push the ball to Luai more this year, just this, you know, farewell party. Um, you know he's been a good servant of them for a while. I think they're gonna uh, psychologically be looking to sort of give him a send off, and he's gonna see more ball than what he should. And Cleary's gonna, he's gonna go away from Cleary a little bit. Um, and then Nico, just the erosion of the base. I think he's gonna, um, I think he's gonna be like a high sixties sort of scorer. But yeah, I think I think we're gonna see, uh, I think we're gonna see uh, a, like a early season. Jerome Luai farewell tour um, that sort of drags the Cleary average down a little bit that's going to sort of take him up to origin where he's going to sort of have to deal with that and then yeah he's going to sort of score well towards the end of the year but I think he's going to average out in the high 60s not the low 70s it's my hot take I just wanted to get that wow. on the internet I've actually mm. felt this way for a while and I've been really wanting to take Cleary out of my team but I just can't bring myself to do it oh my god
2: <laughs> Game theory. I, no,
1: I can I'm no. I'm, I'm not going to do it. But I've been wanting to do it, and that's that's the reason why. <laughs> Every,
2: I, think, I think there's going to be a, a yeah. Death, taxes, and Mark uh, Bash and Clearing Tating, not starting with him. Painting
3: Cleary, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah,
1: I didn't start with him last year. It worked out okay. It worked out okay. That's, that's I'm true.
0: Saying. That's true.
1: Um. Yeah. No. I did. No. I did start with him. Did
0: I? No, you definitely did.
1: Yeah, okay. No, last year was the last time. And it was the best I've ever done. So, you know. Yeah. It was you know, maybe that's a coincidence. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You be the judge. You be the judge.
0: Listener. All I'm saying, you know all I'm saying is come right?
1: All I'm saying is storm eels, Broncos, Roosters, mainly by tigers. But then Cowboys, Rabbitohs, O's, that's all you know projected top 8 ish teams outside of the tigers that's that's a it's it's not an easy start uh and then they go into origin but he has the dragons <laughs> at origin 1 by origin 2 by origin 3 and then he finishes the year dolphins dragons knights but actually it's pretty couple of tough ones in there Uh nah, yeah okay yeah i60s that's it you got me. No one averages 70.
0: Except Isaiah Papaliti. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> when he scores one try per game. When he scores yeah.
0: 25 tries this year. Yeah. He has a I'm Gavin Cooper-like stretch. Yeah.
1: I, I've honestly, I'm just on some, like, massively ranked fucking outside bets. Excuse me. Like, at the <laughs> moment. <laughs> The Isaiah Pup- Isaiah Papalee at one hundred and fifty one dollars. Zach Lomax at one hundred and one dollars.
0: I love that Lomax take. I think we 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 broke the internet there for a little while. Oh, we hundred like percent.
1: We moved the market so far.
0: I got um I got bet three six five to like restrict my account for a little while because I was trying to <laughs> trying to get fifty and they wouldn't let me. So
1: they th- they thought we had some inside information. They we thought didn't. we had some just- mail. Just- we're just not idiots. He's, have most, a guess. Um, what he's paying now. It was hundred and one dollars the other day. It's twenty three now.
0: Yeah, I saw it was thirty nine the other day. It's so funny. It's, I, I think it's, it's, just, it's just fun jumping on that value, eh? Because even if he doesn't win, that's just really good juice.
1: You know what the play is right now? He's just piling into Stephen Crichton at fifty one dollars though, as well.
0: If Ooh, if Stephen
1: those... Crichton, if Stephen Crichton is the goal kicker this weekend, I'll be piling into Stephen Crichton as well.
0: I think. Do no, we think he's going to
1: kick goals? Who? Matt Burt. I know I, I don't. I think it's going to be Stephen Crichton. That's what I'm saying.
3: Okay.
1: okay. So, yeah, so Stephen Crichton. So, so the goal kicking outside backs is Jermaine Sako at $4. This is a betting podcast now. Sorry, gamble responsibly, everybody. Gamble responsibly. Jermaine Sako $4. Valentine Home, $6. Obviously, those two are the favorites, but they're really short. Callum Ponga, he's a fullback. He's going to play Origin pot potentially. Um, or. You know, whatever. Garrick's at six fifty. He's moved to the centres,
0: which I yeah. think is going
1: to take take it take the shine off him. Latrell's at eight bucks. Clear is at eight bucks. Halves occasionally win it, but maybe not. Nick means the Warriors if if he's the goal kicker for the Storm. Um, but you know, Lomax is still the same. Odds as Pappenhausen. Um, and I mean, Pappenhausen's good, but fullbacks don't go at one a game, and wingers can do so. And I, I yeah, just yeah, yeah I, I still think it's I about feel like the only threat
2: dollars. is. Yeah, it seems like the only real threat is Jermaine Osako.
0: Yeah, the threat. The threat is uh, just like another Alex Johnson type year where he scores forty-five tries, isn't it? It's someone that no, just but, goes up the but oh,
1: but there's the top. But it's always a goal kicker.
0: The top scorer.
1: Yeah,
0: it's always a goal kicker. It's it's is isn't it? Uh, the top. The, the uh, main well, players, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think I think Val
2: is a sneaky chance if he plays the entire year because the Cowboys um, have two of their buys on Origin rounds, and he typically backs up. So, lump mm. him in too, yeah. I guess. But...
1: Yeah, just, but just yeah, play no, you're right. Like,
2: yeah, Garrick is big unders. I think he, he should be longer odds at centre. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: They've yeah. priced in Jaboyevich getting hurt. I think.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, but then uh, then they just put Cola that back there. And um I think I think it'd be cola over Garrick oh, now.
0: Cola was gone last year.
1: Yeah.
0: I Looking forward yeah. to that I'll, this year.
1: Tell you what, boys. In closing, I missed the two hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, <laughs> we, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we did it. This is
2: our it's trial.
0: This almost, is our preseason yeah. trial. Yeah,
1: it's really nice. <laughs> yeah got to do some stretches and warm up. Yeah.
2: Jump in the no, ice bath yeah. now.
1: Good job. All right. So, um, uh, yeah, okay. I think that's probably enough for today. I, I, I won't try to, try to squeeze it in. All right, boys. Uh, so moving forward, obviously, we've got a few pods to come. The big the big stuff, we've got the studs and duds. We've got the podcast. Uh, we're going to do another questions pod, more than likely. Uh, we're going to do uh, NRL physio. Uh, we're going to do an app with him. We're going to do two TLT podcasts. There's lots of stuff coming. Uh, I guess in, in closing, obviously, uh, if you if you are choosing to have a punt, we do actually really uh, appreciate if you do decide to, to to jump on and do that with the preferred vendor of the amateurs, which is Picklebet. Just type in amateurs when you sign up in the promo code. Uh, you don't get anything aside from our love and admiration, uh, but it will help support the podcast or we have the buy me a beer uh, we can go on to the Buy Me Beer, which is on the website, um, and, uh, yeah, and donate there. Obviously, we don't do any advertising. We don't do, you know, any of, sort of other stuff aside from that. So just get and support it. There's lots of articles on the website. Uh, we've just been actually sort of slowly leaking ones onto the website just to see who's paying attention. Uh, so there's lots of stuff. Ryan put a, a nice article up there on Tino Fasua Malawi the other day. Obviously, he could be a potential beneficiary of Dave Fita being out. Uh, we got lots of good stuff on the website so go check that out dot com slash nrL we got the game theory team construction draft guide uh team by team projections all that sort of stuff rob any uh any closing thoughts today
0: no it's all correct information as always i i, I uh, recommend having a look at the site i think especially if you're new um, if you're new and have listened to hundred and fourteen minutes of us brabling uh, <laughs> on and Power God to you, um, but there is there is some really good information on there about how to construct a team. I think that's the first place. I, if someone asks me where do I start, is is like have a look at that and the 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 game theory and the construct the team article in particular. Um, have a look at those and then come and chat to us. We'll we'll always come. We'll always answer your questions. But I think that, that that's oh. a good place to start because. It is just so daunting and intimidating, I think, to, to to start a team and we speak with experience because we've done it for a long time, but we've also made a lot of mistakes that you'll probably be making in your first season and it's almost par for the course, isn't it? It's almost part of the fantasy journey is just making some absolute howlers. So yeah, yep. um, get involved, ask us questions. Yeah, more,
1: more often than not, we get a DM like halfway through the year from somebody like, oh, um i only just found you guys and can you help me fix my team and it's just a dumpster fire so if you can get onto the if you get onto the information beforehand and make good decisions it makes it really easy to sort of show you if you're not sure about something like if we've used a term and you're like what does that mean or something like that feel free to shoot us a dm we got instagram twitter facebook tiktok TikTok. smoke signal howler pigeon whatever um we'll we'll get there ryan any closing closing thoughts
2: no, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm ready. We're, we we get real team lists in what a week. So, yeah, yes. let's get in.
1: Ready, ready to go. I guess okay. Vegas, Vegas. No worries. All right, thanks for joining what, us, everyone. the look- Kelsey? <laughs> oh, and uh, oh, last night I probably should do this one as well. Um, we've got a Discord now as well, just because there wasn't enough platforms for people to reach us on. Um, there's a there's a group chat. If you go to the Facebook group, you can chat in there. Otherwise, we've got a pin post with the Discord. You go in there. There's people chatting. Fantasy, we are game threads. We're talking during the game. There's, you know, all sorts of stuff happening. You literally, there is far too many ways to get in contact with us. So use that. Um, tell your friends or family, or don't, depending on how much money you have got on your on your league. Uh, <laughs> no, tell them though. <laughs> all right, uh, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. As always, stay cool. We'll uh, see you for the trials. Love you guys. This show was brought to you by our good friends at Picklebet. You can support the show by changing your regular bookmaking provider to Picklebet and using the code Amateurs on your first deposit to let them know where we found you. Make sure to set a deposit limit because chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.